What's up, everybody? It's LG Doucette here. Today's show is actually more on point than any show we've done in quite some time. Like most of the stories and most of the content is actually focused on sports and or NFTs. In fact, I'd say like 90% of it, we do open the podcast which a very, with a very strange story about Phil deciding whether or not he needs to go to the confessional booth at church, but not because he has some confessions, mainly because he just wants to see if the priest is there or not. Anyways, at around the like 15 or 16 minute mark, we start talking about NBA playoffs, what we're liking, what we're not liking, and then we get into NBA Top Shot Redemption strategy around the 30 minute mark, and actually have like a pretty long segment about how that works, the strategy to use, and actually go and redeem a Brooklyn Nets moment to kind of use the mechanism, because it went live just around the time that we were starting the podcast. In the second hour of the show, we talk about the NHL and NHL Breakaway, which was announced last week. It is their very Top Shot-like NH or NFT collection that they plan to release, I guess, sometime soon. We don't have too many uh, details on what's going on there, but as usual, Phil and I have plenty of opinions on how they should roll that out, which then turns into a pretty long rant about why places like Dapper are still selling packs for $200, $500, and how that doesn't really make any sense given today's market and what we would want to see as true rewards of fandom, which would be a bit more of an elevated experience than what we have now. You'll have to listen for it during the show. Also, this week's hot take of the week is not sports focused. It's actually more focused on uh, 90s sitcoms. So we have a good chuckle there towards the end of the episode. And as usual, we appreciate you listening to another great episode of The First Month. I was, uh, you know, I'm getting right into it, LG. I was on a show a couple of days ago uh, on a, on a, an evaluate a different show, a different show, evaluate a market trade a thon. And, and, but we'll talk about that show later uh, because I was on with quite the character or quite the, the, the cast of guests. But wait, for context, end, for context, hold on, evaluate market, fantastic platform, was an analytics, is an analytics platform, was the way that we checked our portfolios in the early top shot days and still is. You can still do that for a lot of other collections. Uh, but now they have a trading feature. Which is really, I've used it a few times. It's, it's freaking awesome. You can use it for uh, Flow NFTs. You can use it for ETH NFTs. It just matches you with like a trading partner. And I've traded a few times with other people on there. It, it works super well. So anyways, go on. And they, they host shows called Trade-a-thons to promote the, the fact that you can trade. If they've done like, I think it's like nine or 10,000 trades have been done on their platform now. It's, it's, it's very impressive. Well, go on. well we're not going to so you were on the Trade-a-thon. I was on the Trade-a-thon. And before, I, I mean, that's a story in itself. But before, I, before we go on, just as part of the intro here, I was asked at the end if I had any final words and I was put on the screen as a single unit when, when my turn came up <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? I never know what to say. What are my final words? Like, Hey, go listen to the first mint. Like, no, that's weird. Yeah. I'm some like, kind what? of plug. Yeah. No, no you're not. A, you're I'm not, a I'm not a plug yeah. type of person. So yeah. I just said, Whoa. And then Jen Sudo was like, what? I don't get it. Like, that's it. <laughs> Signing off. See you next time. <laughs> and then I had to explain that I do that in malls and I do that, you know, at work. It's your thing. Place. And it's it is your, my thing, right? 
tagline. Like no yeah. matter where you do it, people look. And sometimes I like to play around and not look like I'll look, I'll look back as well. Like I'll drop that mm-hmm. in the mall or at work in the cafeteria. I'll be like, whoa. And then I'll look back like this, be like, who said that? And everyone's like, who the hell said that? Right. But no, people know, you know, by now. You know what we should do is we should sell that soundbite as an NFT and and make it so that people can download it onto their phone and play it when they're in oh. public. So oh, that even cool. like in situations like where you, you're describing like at a mall or Phil also do this. Like if you're at like a baptism, Phil will yell, whoa, like in the church, like <laughs> to, the priest. Like to the priest yeah, and the priest will yell it back. Uh, that's how, that's how intoxicating the woe is. Um, but yeah, we could, you could sell like different versions and <laughs> different woes that you can, you can collect and some are legendary and some are rare. Uh, and, and you could sell that as an NFT and then, and then it comes with unlockable content. You can download it onto your phone and, and play it as you please. You can play the Phil D woe out in public. I, I think like people that. go, I, I think like people go. You know, you just, you just reminded me of something. I want to ask you something. I was actually at a baptism on the weekend. That's probably why you said that. But, um, yeah. afterwards, uh, as is the tradition with all the baptisms in our family, we did a party after, and the priest is invited. Mm-hmm. Everybody's invited big, big dinner mm-hmm. party. Huge and the bang. priest, of yeah. course, who always accuses me of having gum in my mouth and all sorts of nonsense like that. <laughs> like he knows. Okay. He knows. Like he'll look at me sometimes. Yeah. He always says that. I said, he looked at me last time. He's like, oh, troubles here. And I said, no, I don't have any gum in my mouth. You want to come check? I don't um, at all. But so I sat him, you know, he sat with me and he's like, all right, we need to talk. I'm like, all right, let's talk. And before I tell you what he said, I want to ask you something. You know, the confession box at, at church where you, you, yeah, you see the movies been, all the time. I, 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 yeah, I, I know what it is, but I've never I been to it. I assume that people's only kind of experience or interaction with confessionary box would be mm-hmm. seeing it in movies where you go in there and mm-hmm. it's like that little door opens. And you're like, you know, dear father, I have sinned. I, here's what I did and all that stuff, mm-hmm. right? But that's all I've ever seen. But I've always seen that box. And for years now, when I go to church, and it's always the same church, I always go into that box, okay? I don't really have anything crazy to say. I just want, I want the experience of that little door sliding open. And then I just want to talk and see what kind of stuff you say or if, 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 if it's like a, is it a two-way conversation? So what I want to ask you, LG, is if you're, what's your image of a confessionary box? Do you go in there and the priest is already sitting in there waiting and he slides a little door open? Or do you have to schedule a time oh. to meet the priest? And, and if you believe that, yeah. do you meet the priest like at the front door and then he's like, come on, let's go in? Or do you book like right. three o'clock? And you go into the box and he's in there on the other side. Like, what's your vision of that? Because I have my Mm. own vision. I want to hear yours first. You know, I would assume, I would actually assume that it's like an in-between of those two where the priest has like office hours. So there's confessional box like times, right? Because it's not realistic for there to be a priest that just sits there all day waiting. And there's only, because in any given day, how, how, much, how much time is going to be taken up in that confessional box? Like maybe an hour or two? Some people got some baggage. They got a lot to share. So maybe longer. But I would say it'd make the most sense that it's like, hey, like after mass on Sundays, the confession box is open for two hours and, and you can get in line behind other people to wait for it kind of thing. But I would say it's like office hours for like a teacher or something like that. Or it's like you got to show up during that time uh, and you can schedule it in advance if you want, but you can email the priest, I'm assuming, which is the thing now. Um, but I would say that that's how the confession box works. So if you were to walk in the church right now, it's open, you know, it's whatever. And you, you were go- to go into that box. You don't expect anyone to be on the other side waiting. I don't expect anybody to be on the other side. Like no, you, you, when no. you sit in there, like, do you knock? Like, this, this is what I mean though. This is what I was trying to tell him. I got, I don't think the process is clear as to how mm. it works. Like, do you mm. book time? Do you walk in there and knock on the little window? Yeah, there like, can't be a dude just sitting there the whole time. 
but you know what I mean? Like this is what I call like, no sense. Yeah. I, yeah. I said, dude, I said, you know, I've been in there so many times, man, and you're never there. And you're all the other people. <laughs> you guys are never in there. But then he started getting suspicious, like, wow. He's like, is there something you really need to tell me? I said, no, 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 yeah, no. no. Exactly. I, don't, I, said, I don't think you. you understand. I just mm. I'm curious and I go all over the place when we're in church. And and mm. and I've always been intrigued because it's such a, a big part of movies and TV shows that people go in there and that door swings open. Like, what have you done? <laughs> and it's like, yeah, here's what I've done, right? But he got really suspicious, and like I, I just told him, oh. I said, "Man, you you have to be clear with your instructions. Like, there should be some kind of process or mm. or a booking system if we have to book you to to mm. confess." But then I'm like, "Wait a sec, what am I confessing here? Like, I don't even know what mm -hmm. I'm doing. Like, this is mm -hmm. not good. I got to stop this conversation. I kind I kind of just moved on, right? But I, I yeah, like you're definitely. Him... I think by doing that often, you're definitely signaling to him that you've got you've got something to say, <laughs> that you've got something that you're desperate to get off your chest. So I, I'd be he's definitely going to be like targeting you now. But I always have there. to avoid him. As soon, when I get in there, I have to like hide all the time because as mm. soon as he sees you, he'll probably mm -hmm. ask you to read something. And I don't want to read anything. Mm -hmm. I don't want to go up in the front. Mm -hmm. I'm not ready. I know, like I said, I have gum in my mouth half the time. So I don't want to be caught with that in front of everybody reading, it, you know, like the sermon or whatever it is you're reading, right? He's always got some mm -hmm. huge script he's reading. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's quite the experience. But yeah, he's caught on to me. He's caught on to my antics. He tells me to shut up all the time, actually, in front of the entire church. Because like, you know what? All the little kids, I'm there and like, they're, all, they're always around me. So I'm always making noises. And, you know, mm -hmm. the other day he was, he was looking right at me and he's trying to tell me something. And, and I'm there picking up stuff from the kids. Like there's toys everywhere and I'm playing around. He's like, hello. Mm -hmm. He's always putting me on the spot, man. But, mm -hmm. you know, it, it takes me back to high school. That was always me in the class. You know mm -hmm. this. It was always a, you know, no matter what I did, other kids could be throwing things at each other. If I said mm -hmm. one word, the teacher would look right at me like, yeah, you're out of here. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm kind of mm -hmm. used to getting mm -hmm. picked on. But yeah, mm -hmm. I, I think mm -hmm. it's interesting. Like, I'd love to know how people feel about that because, you know, again, what we see in movies is kind of how we're conditioned mm -hmm. in the mind to mm -hmm. think how things work. But mm -hmm. he laughed at me when I said that. And he's like, no, that's not how it works. Like, you have to actually yeah. look at time and, 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 and okay. we work through it together. And, and we talk about, like, you don't just go in there and say, hey, I killed someone. You know, like, no, that's not how it works. <laughs> no, it doesn't. You don't just start like that. I, I would say as well, actually, that I think the way it's depicted in movies is always a joke. You know what I mean? Like, there's no, there's no, like, I've never seen a movie where it's just, a, they just do it in a normal way. Where someone's like, you know what, I really have to, you know, I've had these feelings about something and I have to go share them. Like, I've never seen that. In movies, it's always like a funny thing that they went into the confessional to do something crazy or say something funny. Like, even like Seinfeld, it's always like some kind of joke about it, right? So... Um, but in the movies, it's know, usually yeah. the killer on the other side, and he's like, "Hey, father, <laughs> the like, killer," and then the guy like reaches through and stabs him in the neck. <laughs> what the fuck movie is that? I've never seen a movie. Like that. I'm telling you, there's movies out there where the confessionary box is like the assault uh, place, like you know, like Scream. Uh, the guy's no. on the other side and pokes his head through. No, I've never seen that. I've only seen stuff where it's like kind of perverted or something did, like. Did that. you see the guy like, who uh, won the lotto and he went to claim his money? Um, with the scream mask on because doesn't want his family to know who he is. That was like yesterday. You didn't see that. He won like no. he won like a hundred. Why do you know million. about this kind of? How do you know about this kind of? I'm stuff, telling you, man. all you have to do is look that up. Lotto scream mask, and you'll see the guy oh, in two seconds. God. It's That's like so well, your name is still there. You think like it's as if Phil Doucette won the lottery. I wore yeah. a scream mask. Yeah. And people yeah. are like, oh, my God, you think that's him? Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that is good. Did you? Uh, all right. Well, thanks. Thanks for sharing your I guess that was your confession about the confession booth. Like, so it's a kind of a it's kind of a very meta thing where you share to us your confession thoughts about the actual yeah. confession. booth. But I so, haven't had my the, session yet, which is what I'm looking for. I just want to see. How oh, you need right? a so session. 
I need a session you, not to confess, just to see how the process works. Like, does he ask you questions? <laughs> Do you have to say like, you know, like how does it, that's just what I, I, mm. I can't get over the fact that I don't know this. And I've been going to church for, for 20, mm. 30 years. And I don't mm. know how it works to confess because I didn't, we didn't go through that whole process as kids. Right. I mean, we were baptized and all that, but we didn't go through that whole process where you, you know, no, we didn't go to a we, Catholic we school. We weren't so, church goers, you know, either like we didn't really school. go to church. For, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We didn't really do that very much, but, but you don't confess in high school. It's like a great it's an interesting. Thing. It's an interesting concept as well, because then it's also a way that it's like the local priest then like knows everything. <laughs> and I don't mean like and, and I'm obviously looking at it from like a cynical standpoint, but it's like that's a dope position to have because then, you know, you, not only do you know, like all the gossip of like, all right, who's like, let's be honest, in small towns, like who's who's sleeping with who. But also like, you know, like the secret thoughts that people have as like even the stuff that hasn't happened yet. You're like, oh, shit. So it's actually like everybody wants to know secrets, right? Like everybody, you know, that's one of the most exciting things that happens to you when you're a kid or even now when someone's like, hey, I have a secret. Somebody tell you, I'd be you know, like that's really priest. thrilling. So I guess being a priest is like that's a awesome because then that's all people ever tell you. But at the same time, people probably share like really horrific things with you. So it's I'm sure it's I'm sure it's a balance. I'm sure it's not just like all like juicy things. I'm sure it's it's some pretty <laughs> gnarly stuff too. So uh, you know, people people need a lot of help. So I think I think that's good. I think confession box. I, I I don't know how it works, Phil, but I'll say that I think it's a good thing. Um, people 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 need more of that in their lives, like a safe place to share things that they're not sure about. So I think that that's generally a good uh, a good thing for mental health. Let's say uh, let's say that the, the confession box is an early early a very early way of of mitigating mental health because they give the community a safe outlet for their deepest darkest thoughts. Let's put it okay, that way. before so. we end this this conversation, but what if someone tells a priest like I just killed five people? Does the priest just sit on that? Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that shit works. You There's know? no like, way, gotta, right? Yeah. There's no way you can go tell a priest like, "Hey, you know, I'm this wanted fugitive in Canada, and this this is where I'm hiding." Don't tell anybody. No, you know, well, no I think way. I think I think the priest reserves the right that it's like if they okay. feel they're in danger or somebody else is in danger, then I think they can do. I think it's I think God lets the priest go do something about it. Okay. Like if somebody walks in there's like, "I just killed five people," like the priest is probably like, well, "I that's don't want to I mean. die." <laughs> you know, like, like tell no, tell me more, like. How are you feeling? Like, How no, did you feel no doing chance. it? Yeah. Like, yeah, no I don't chance. think they're going <laughs> to. But what do you do? Does he call from the other side? Like, hey, I got him in here in the box. Like, there's no way. <laughs> like, listen, know. when we had all the That's questions about twisted, prison yeah. and pack drops in jail, we actually had a member of our community reach out. I think he worked at a jail. Yes. And he was telling us, like, how it works. I forgot. Yes. What was it again? It was... I'm not going to say who it was. I okay. who it yeah, is. no, that's right. Um, no, I'm that, not going to reveal their like real life job. That's right. I, it no, is no, somebody sure. active in the first mint uh, who who has worked at correctional mm -hmm. facilities. I don't know if they still do, but they they have worked and, and they work so, in that space and they, they do they do great work. I'll so if you're that. in the community and you've ever been a priest or something close to a priest, let us know. Man. I'm super out. intrigued. That's more people than you think. Actually, it's usually true. when something like mm -hmm. that comes up, I'm actually surprised. Typically, if someone's be like, yes, actually, I used to be a pastor. Like, that's wow, actually pastor, something that yeah. a lot of people followed at some point in their lives, <laughs> like, and don't do anymore. They're like, and then I was like 28 and I decided to, you know, not do it anymore and, and go get a normal job or, or something like that. But it's it's surprisingly more people um, than you think often, I find. Um, or even I knew this girl when I was like 21 and she was in university and she's like, I'm going to be a rabbi. And I was like, whoa, wow. like, that's just like, <laughs> this is intense. You know, like that was like, shit, man. And then, and then she never became a rabbi. She, I think that's she, when you've know, done a lot of bad else, yeah. as a teenager, as a kid, you're just like, I need oh, to kind of make so myself like feel your, better. Like, was she a bad your, kid? You mean it's your redemption? It's kind of your redemption, but you never actually option. do it. You're just like, you know what? I'm changing my, it's like when you go to jail. And while they're in there, they say that they found, you know, Jesus Christ again. 
But the minute mm. they come out, they freaking go right back to like chaos. Like <laughs> maybe I don't know. The other thing too is that like media, like the the the, the mainstream media or like movies have a lot of things that gla- gla- like glorify both of those. You know, movies like The Town and like Sopranos, where it's like, hey, yeah, we're like we go to church and oh the community, and then it's like let's just kill a bunch of people. You know what I mean? Like they have this these <laughs> weird crossovers where like I think it's actually in the movie The Town where he like they go to the confessional and they're like mobsters, <laughs> you know, and they dress up as they dress up as nuns to rob rob the bank. <laughs> so it's all I this like horrific. Se- you haven't seen The Town no. with um Ben Affleck, Jeremy Renner. Oh no, no, uh, I've never seen that. John Hamm. No. It's a it's a good movie. It's a really really good heist movie. Um, but yeah, it's like hey, they're good guys in the community, and they kill a bunch of people. Like <laughs> it's, fucking, it's just so it's so bad. It's like don't glamorize this, uh, but it's cool. It's cool. You know, at the same time, you're like Robert Banks looks kind of cool until the until they get killed at the end. But anyways, I'm not gonna say anything else. Um, wow, Phil, let's talk. Uh, let's let's talk sports, man. This is honestly yeah. like this is such a great time of the year for sports. Um, because I'll tell you why too is is where I am. It's been raining like crazy for the last two three weeks, which is a, a little bit abnormal for West Coast spring. Uh, but as a result, it's like man, Saturdays and Sundays, like having games on all day, both NHL and NBA, has been fucking awesome, honestly. Um, and and a lot of these first round matchups have been great, as you know, Phil. And and actually, I don't think I shared this last week when the playoffs started. Uh, I have a bet going with Sam oh. J from the First Mint community. And the bet is basically on which team will go further, the Warriors or the Suns. Uh, and it's because in Top Shot, you can pick, you, you had the chance to pick who you thought was going to be the finals MVP before the playoffs started. Uh, and I went with a very dark horse pick in Clay Thompson. Uh, and Sam J picked Kevin Durant. And then that turned into a bet of Ooh. who we thought, which player we thought was going to go fa- uh, further. And the bet, uh, the loser has to buy all the redemption champions path moments of the oh, other wow. the other guy's team that's a good bet and and that's a loaded bet so if i'm wrong like like not only like like let's say you know i i could lose like if the warriors don't go to the second round and the suns go to the second round but then they lose then i have to buy him all the first and second round moments of the suns but if the suns go all the way to the finals and win i have to get i have to give him all of those so it's a little bit it's a little bit twisted right now um especially when the warriors went down to nothing to the Kings. So I was like, oh, this this might have been a really bad idea to do this. Um, but it's 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 come back. Now it's, it's now the it's series is tied. It's it's tied now, so it's a better chance. Uh, but yeah, I've got a pretty I've got a pretty loaded bet going. And if the teams were to meet, it would be in the Western Conference final, which would also be uh, a pretty a pretty spicy meeting, let's say. Uh, between the Warriors and the, and the Suns in, in the Western Man, Conference Final, crazy. obviously that'd be a fantastic that'd be a fantastic Western Conference Final if it happened. A lot of other teams in the way right now, um, but it's added definitely an extra dimension uh, to watching both like the Suns series, which which is kind of sucks now because Kawhi's out, um, but also oh, the Warriors totally series ruined. where they you know they really uh, just barely squeaked by in Game Four either, right? Yeah. Now the the Kawhi thing is like you know what Stephen A. Smith went crazy on him the other day calling it a complete disgrace that he's missing mm-hmm. like dude this is a playoffs man mm-hmm. uh, you know and, and it's hard because if you look at a sport like hockey and, and even football sometimes which are very high contact sports you've had guys with broken this torn this and all that mm-hmm. they play right through it no mm-hmm. matter what right 
And in the NBA, every other game, you've got Anthony Davis going down like he's been shot. LeBron mm-hmm. took a little shot in the nutsack the other day, and he was down for like an hour, dead, <laughs> right? Um, which I, I'm entertained. Honestly, I've said this so many times. The NBA never fails. No matter what, mm-hmm. something happens mm-hmm. every single night. You know, mm-hmm. the Dylan Brooks thing, still not over. They're still talking about it. Now he's come out and blamed the media today for making him the villain. Then some, like, some Grizzlies insider says that the Grizzlies have already like looked at options to get rid of him for next year, and he's playing his last few games with the Grizzlies ever right now. No I'm like, what's, all, like, what's no going way. on here? But this is the no. NBA. That's yeah. the NBA, right? Um, but some news for you, LG. I don't know if you saw it. It kind of oh. came out right before we started Sorry, recording. No. Is that Darren Fox broke his finger yesterday, and he is likely out for the next really? game. Really? Yeah, really. Yeah. Oh, it happened at some shit. point in the game, which is it's hard to believe because if you watch the game, didn't he hit that big three pointer? Yeah, he did, yeah, he did, he right? Did, yeah. So, so you say like, huh. okay, his finger was broken then. Really? So why the hell can't he play? But it's an adrenaline thing, right? It's 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 like in the moment when you don't know it's broken. Uh, you tape that up. You, you just tape it, that whatever. up. And play. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know what? It's also mind games. I don't believe anything teams Oof. and coaches say in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, like going back to the NHL and the Toronto Maple Leafs, which, you know, go Leafs, go baby. Um, that series, the two coaches continuously lie in the media by saying like, okay, so earlier today, Sheldon Keefe is like, we've got several big name players that are game time decisions tonight. Like this is like saying like, this is the end of the world. All of them might not play. I'm like, dude, mm-hmm. shut up, man. Everybody's playing. He said this last game. He's like mm-hmm. big changes coming to the lineup, possibly. No mm-hmm. changes to the lineup, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, they like to play mind games. So, of course, of course, the Kings are going to say, hey, Darren Fox is, is likely out for the next game. But, mm-hmm. man, I, again, if he was able to play through it for me and hit hit the kind of shots he was hitting. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, you don't know how bad it is. So, I, But I feel like they can't – because the home team, for me, is going to not lose a single game in that series, mm-hmm. I feel like he has to play. I don't care what – you know, unless yeah. the pain is a 10 out of 10 – the, and, it's and don't forget, yeah. they have they have things they can give them. They have injections they can give of them. Of course, they got yeah. all sorts of shit they can give. But them. But it, it's a matter. Right. It's it's actually. I think it's less so pain. It's more so a matter of, of hurting it further. Right. Right. Like, I but think they're, it's they're, like further aggravating yeah, the injury. But for right? me, like, in this yeah. series, is like there is no there is no further. This is you have yeah. to hold serve. You're the home team. You're Sacramento. Yeah. If you're gonna knock off the defending, uh, are they defending yeah. champs? Am I losing my mind? Yeah, Warriors. Yeah, they won last year. No, no, no. Sorry, okay. Defending champs. I was thinking I'd skip the year there. Uh, Defending champs. One one of the dynasties of our age. If you're going to knock these guys off, you're just going to have to keep winning at home. You don't have to win that road game. They do. They've been one of the worst road teams on the year. But if you don't have Darren Fox, which has been, he's been labeled as the next big superstar in the league. If you don't have Darren Fox at home, that's like the Warriors are going to smell blood, if you ask me. And even yeah. if you just have him out there, I, I don't know what his capabilities are. I think you mm-hmm. have to have him out there, man. I do. I think you have to dress him. You can't give the Warriors that psychological advantage yeah. going into that game. That's tough. And though. the long tough and the other, it's tough too because the long breaks. You know, the NBA likes to add these huge three day breaks between games, but the long breaks are about to end. Like they have a three day break this Seriously. time. Like game yeah. five is Wednesday, yeah. uh, but then after that, it's like game six is Friday and game seven is Sunday. Right. Like it's like there's vi- and that's and there's I mean it's the travel is very short, obviously from Sacramento to to, to like San Francisco, but yeah. um, so it's not it's not like other you know it's not like the Bucks and the Heat or 
or something like that where they have to go pretty far. Um, or even the Grizzlies Lakers is a good example <laughs> Be, being in the Western conference and like right. Memphis is so far. Um, but yeah, that's tough, man. I don't know the idea of, I don't know. It's tough with young players. Cause you don't want to further injure them. I would say for like a finger, I don't know how, you know, I don't know how much you need to protect that. I'll always go back in terms of like, should young players play injured or not in the playoffs mm, yeah. uh, to RG three. RG3 to me is like such a big what if in the NFL. That's back in the day where I watched a lot of NFL. That one year that had the four massive quarterbacks come out, which was it was the year of Andrew Luck, RG3, uh, Russell Wilson, um, and Colin Kaepernick. We're all rookies that year, all phenomenal. And RG3 like hurt his knee in the wild card game. And they're like, you know what? He's going to play the next week or whatever it was. And he like fumbled the ball and like fell down so awkwardly over top of his knee on that play and was never the same again. Right. Uh, and that was always like a big, what if for Washington of like, should they have played him? It was his first year. They, you know, and that, that ruined his pop, which was like a lot of his game. So for young guys like De'Aaron Fox is what only like 24, right? Like, no, like yeah, yeah, if, no, if it was yeah, a knee yeah. thing, I would say he should sit. Like if it's a knee thing, no way he shouldn't play for finger. I don't know. Play, you know, Co- Kobe Bryant played half his career with like a fucking mangled right. pinky finger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So it didn't slow him down. Uh, well, it did, but but not significantly. But you're right. Against the Warriors, like you want any chance to beat them, you need, you cannot, you can't have guys like Fox. I don't think they're it's winning a road work. game. Nobody's winning yeah. a road game in that series. Now, and, and you know what? Sacramento yeah. had a chance yesterday. They, they, they hit that shot at the end. And I think it was Harrison Barnes. It's over. It was actually shocking how the Warriors blew that five six point lead in the last minute there um steph didn't know they didn't have a timeout and he admitted it after he's like yeah Yeah. my whole team was like what are you doing and he's like i had no idea i really i thought (laughs) he's like i thought it was the smartest play who did that who's the famous person was it chris weber who did that was it was it yeah i think it was weber yeah yeah that's the the end of a game called time i didn't have one and then and then and then steph actually shot the ball with like 15 seconds left when he could have actually called timeout and they still had like five or six seconds on the shot clock yeah i don't really know what he was doing yeah, um, he had a lot of little. But then Harrison Barnes, why why is he taking the shot? Like you know, Dar- Darren Fox just hit that massive shot, and if they were smart, actually, I would have just played off the miss and let Darren mm-hmm. Fox take it to the basket. He's that good. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But by taking that timeout, I was like, whoa, okay. Well, if you really want to let these champs, this dynasty, set up defensively, and and yeah. they they played it really well. Actually, Steph was all over yeah. him on that shot, even mm-hmm. though there's a height difference. You, they kind of made a mistake there, right? When you want to, when you want to beat such a giant, sometimes yeah. you, you can't give them a chance. It, it's just, it goes back to these timeouts in hockey. When I call that timeout in the house league final, I'm like, do mm-hmm. I let the other player on the other team rest by calling this timeout? Mm-hmm. But I wait it. And I'm like, you know what? It's better if my guys rest. I have three guys. I want to rest. They have one. Right. Mm-hmm. But in this case, just because of the momentum swing, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have called the timeout. I would have let them just play, but basketball yeah. coaches are conditioned to, Call timeouts if you have them and set yeah. up a play like you've practiced all year, right? That's just how it is. Phil, but, out of every every other uh, first-round series right now that's still going on, which which is the next one that's most interesting to you? I always tune in. I only tune into the ones I'm interested. I was very interested in Clippers and Suns until Kawhi went down. That series is yeah. over. If he can't play again, either way, it's over. They're, they'll find a way to win even if I, I've been impressed. <laughs> Norm from Toronto. Yeah, <laughs> Norm, Norm's Norm always foul. been good, man. He's always been good. It's great to see him. Uh, Very you know, athletic. Uh, he's one of the most yeah. athletic guys in the league, man. Like that guy. Yeah, he's good. Move. It's it's great to see. Honestly, I you know it's it's great to see Russell Westbrook have a bit of redemption there. Play super well. Um, you know, so that's I nice agree. for him to to end his season probably on a high note, mm-hmm. 
right after a pretty tumultuous year for him um but there's no way i can't imagine any way that they would they would pull this off unless Kawhi no, magic no comes chance. back and, you know no, how, and how boring it, yeah. is the east man how boring is the east like seriously the east for me <laughs> that's that's like, what i'm saying that's what i was asking man. you just kind of like what's most interesting like even even well, the Lake, miami Lakers series is the next like, most right. interesting that's it yes right? yeah yeah exactly I mean, yeah. because just because it's 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 a it's a moving circus with lebron no matter yeah. where yeah. he is um yeah. the east is like okay the nets was a complete joke all right see you later i mean it's not their fault. They they got in that position because KD and Kyrie were there. For no, most they shouldn't of the have been. Year, they should have. That's right? a play like, team. That's kind of a screw job without, there, and you know, they never stood a chance. Um, I'll I'll say the Hawks and never. Celtics. The most exciting part was was Dejounte Murray like assaulting a referee, shoving the game. ref. Right, I like saw that. that's all you saw in the news today. Nobody's talking about the game. Nobody's talking about the series. They're just talking about the assault on the ref and like, oh, it's gonna happen. Uh, let's pull it up. Okay, let's cool. pull it up. Um, yeah, that's that's pull all pull they up. care about. And what what are yeah. the other series? Miami, Milwaukee's like, okay, Giannis, what's going on there? So without yeah, Giannis. The right. other thing to what the other thing I want to say about Miami too is that like listen they went to game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals last year against Boston. Like I think people kind of forget that because they had a terrible year, but it's like most of the team is the same. I think Hero's still out, right? I don't yes. think he's back. But it's like otherwise it's like this isn't like this is a team that like clearly just sat around all year uh and you st- like Cal Lowry like you completely forgot he existed this year, but then now has been playing well and and Duncan Robinson turning into into a Duncan star. Robinson. Something we've spoken to. Um, but it's yeah. something that it's like, you know Ballers. what, this, if there's any team that is, that is ready to take advantage of a team like the Bucks that's missing their star, it's, it's the heat. And that's, that's, a, that's a slippery team to Good have to face, too, right? man. And championship, that's championship. Coach. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. And if they make it through who, who would they play? They play the, they play the Knicks, I guess. I, Oh, that series yet. sucks, man. That's that's my lowest rated <laughs> series. I, I said it was one of the ones I was the most excited about. And I'm just like, yeah. every game is both teams score below 100 points. Here's the, like, what's going on here's here. The yeah, DeJounte. Here's the DeJounte. But look at shove. the way the ref looks at him right after. I love that. Like the ref's like, really? Is that what you want to do? I thought the ref was going to go after him. That would have been pretty I thought the ref going to snap. Yeah. If that but, was Foster, they got to be gone for like 10 games. The Hawks is like, the East has. has I don't care how strong you think it got. It got strong at the top this mm-hmm. year, mm-hmm. but at the bottom is still like the bottom. And don't forget the Heat, LG. Actually, the Heat were losing to Chicago in that play-in game with like yes. two or three minutes left. Yes, they were losing, man, and they they found a way to pull mm-hmm. through in that game. But you know, mm-hmm. we wouldn't be talking about the Heat if 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 you know the Bulls had a clue what they were doing. Right? It would be insane. Um, that would be the craziest thing if the Heat made it to the conference finals. And I'm not downplaying Knicks or Bucks. Like they were literally up. 2-1, Giannis might play, anything can happen. But I think that that would be freaking hilarious. I think it'd be hilarious if it was a rematch of the Eastern Conference Final from last year. Oh, man. <laughs> it was Celtics and Heat again. I think it's just a Heat or just like, it's like a bit of a tricky team. And it's always, I think this is the annual point where you, where people are reminded um, that Jimmy Butler's good. You he know is, what I mean? That like he's very good. him out of games. He's mm-hmm. super good, but he just doesn't get into that conversation as much during the season um but he's he's sneaky good right and it's almost underrated times good, like this. right yeah. it's, it's kind of it, yeah. nobody really talks about jimmy butler um the only conversation about jimmy butler today was the picture that he has on all his dfs like you saw that that was in our <laughs> with the dreads with yeah, the yeah, dreads. yeah yeah i had seen yeah. that i didn't realize yeah. so many people had not seen that mm-hmm. but we were teased before the season with jimmy butler having a new look and he showed it in like these workout videos where he's playing just you know mm-hmm. one-on-one baller playing street ball with these crazy dreadlocks. I'm like, yo, this is going to be insane. This will be a whole new level Jimmy Butler coming into mm-hmm. this season. 
And then on yeah. opening night, he's got his regular personnel. I'm like, dude, why? Look at this. <laughs> yeah, like we're, the headline media. in October was, were Jimmy Butler's dreadlocks real? Why a heat star switched up hairstyle in offseason? <laughs> like, Jimmy Butler there looks – that's like prison yard stuff right there. Like, mm-hmm. that's that's like Debo in, in, in you know, in in, mm-hmm. in, in, in – like, he's got that look of like, man, I wouldn't want to play mm-hmm. against this guy. You know, that's like mm-hmm. Uncle Drew type stuff. Like, he could show up mm-hmm. at play, playgrounds looking like that. With a bit of makeup on, people are like, man, who is this bum, right? Um, so, because he looks thing. so, he looks so different. We're we're used to Jimmy Butler looking so clean cut, right? Mm-hmm. But he mm-hmm. but he showed up on opening night without it. I was so disappointed, man. I really mm-hmm. wanted to see him. I would have loved if he played the entire season like that. That to me, that's that's super badass. Mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about while we're talking about uh, teams that we care about the most. I do find um, the redemptions experiment on Top Shot to be really interesting, just for this purpose, right? Uh, and I already I already talked about my bet, and I saw the Warriors moments after winning yesterday, like pop back off, right? And it's not it's we're talking tiny, tiny, tiny little bits, like like the low of the low the other night after the Warriors were down two nothing was the Steph Curry redemptions moment was going for like eight bucks or something like that, eight or nine dollars. Um, and now he's now he's back now he's back up to 15. So that's pretty decent. Like that to me, again, it's wow. not huge money, but I think it's important for Top Shot to have like swings in price, mm-hmm. but that aren't significant. But if you're someone like me, where it's like I bought four of those Steph Curry's for like seven or eight bucks, that's cool. I can I can I could I can make thirty dollars if I want. That's nice. That's not, it's, so, it's it's small. It's small. It's it's it, it, it you know by myself, but it takes somebody out for lunch. But it's no, not, no, but, it's but, not life changing money. But I think that that's actually what's yes. really important about what you can do with blockchain is exactly mm-hmm. this: like small swings. Not if it went from five dollars to nine hundred, you know, that would be fun. But it would bring in a lot of people just looking to do that. Whereas this is like, no, no, no. People like me who was who were like, yes, the I think the Warriors can do well, and I stocked up a few steps while they were down to nothing. It's paying off because now, I, even if I don't want to sell them, I don't have to buy them at fifteen. No, but right? this, so I think, this, I think this is good though. That's, yeah, it's actually kind of working. Um, but what I really want to cool. point out, uh, I love what I want to point out is is that Jimmy Butler is still only three dollars in redemptions. Wow. So wow, that's crazy. So, yeah. So probably not not probably on the fact that they might not win this series, but just based on the fact that nobody thinks that the Heat will go deep. That's right. True. So you, I, you I, have I to find think it's around after. That's right. Yeah. So I think that this market is pricing in not necessarily. Oh, he's not going to like that. Um, mm-hmm. making it to the second round, I think it's pricing in. It's mainly valuing teams that can go deep. So I think that this shows you that even if the Heat, sure, people might think that, that they can beat the Bucks with Giannis out, but that nobody cares to own a Jimmy beyond that because they probably maybe wouldn't pa- make it past the second round. But still, like we said, like the second round opponent, if it's the Knicks, like that's a that's a pretty wild card series. That's a good chance. Heat and that's a good chance for the right? Heat. I'd say um, I'd say it's a pretty decent. It's a good chance for the Knicks too. I'd say that's a good opportunity for either team. But same thing, bam, only three bucks, you know. So before you, you publish this episode, before you put this out there, I'll, I'm going to go buy some after. I can. Um, because usually when you speak on these things and you have these hunches or whatever, it usually pays off. But I just want to say something about the redemptions, okay? Yeah, I have, yeah, I have a confession of my own, and it's, it's not priest-worthy confession here. This is a confession to you. Last week, when we brought the, you know, and for those who don't know what the hell we're talking about, we're talking about NBA Top Shot here. Okay. Oh yeah, nobody um, understands how, how it works, right? Is so, did you get that survey in in your email? I assume not. Uh, from Top Shot or from somebody yes. else? So there was a survey about no. redemptions, and it was asking basically <laughs> why the hell you. you don't understand them. Okay. So <laughs> I I don't know how I was selected. For, I guess 
the fact that I have a big collection and I own no redemptions, they probably identified mm-hmm. that as someone who doesn't know what the hell is going on. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it was like, it took me 10 minutes to fill it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I filled out saying, yep, I have no clue what the hell is going on. And my confession to you is last week when I asked you on the show, when I told you on the show that I understand them and I told you to, to kind of put it in a nutshell for our listeners, yeah. I was kind of asking that for myself because I had no clue mm-hmm. what the hell is going I know. on. I know. Uh, but you know what? There's a ton of people who still don't have a clue what is happening. Mm-hmm. I saw some actually pretty big names in the space today being mm-hmm. like, what do I do? Awesome. Mm-hmm. today was like, what's happening with these things? Like, what? yeah, I think he was one of the ones asking. I'm like, yeah, so people are still confused. It's not just me. Um, mm-hmm. But I do like your play. It reminds me of the cool cat days where I was like, you know what? I, I'm at the stage where I'm, I love making money on this platform and mm-hmm. I'm going to hit it big by buying a hundred of one of the moments I think they're going to select next for, right. for a challenge. And I bought a yeah. hundred Kyle Lowry's. At like two bucks. Yeah. Yeah. And I was envisioning them picking Kyle Lowry. I owned a hundred of them and them going from $2 to two or $300. I'm like, that's my lottery ticket right there. Mm -hmm. And it's only cost me about a hundred or 200 bucks. Worst case scenario. I resell them for the same price. I got them. I lose, you know, I Mm -hmm. I lose the fee or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you know, cause the Will Barton went from $3 to $400 in that challenge. Remember that? Or Mm -hmm. Mm $375. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dude, oh, the I'm Barton, gonna... that Barton moment is the, if I probably the most traded moment these, ever, right? If you own 20 of them, that was an easy, that's some big money. So mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do this with two or three players. I'll buy a hundred of each for two bucks. Mm-hmm. It's going to cost me 200 bucks. And again, worst case scenario, I sell every single one of them off. I lose all the fees, which will lose me about 20 bucks, but that's a lottery ticket worth playing. But Kyle Lowry was never selected in any of the future challenges. They kind of switched up mm-hmm. everything they were doing. And I was like, man, I screwed up. But I'm thinking yeah. here, well, like you said, like yeah. I got, I got one redemption moment, LG, in, in recent in a free pack recently. Yeah. It was, a, it was a Sabonis, right? And the Warriors. This was after Game Three, and I'm like, right. the Warriors are Warriors at home. Win. They're yeah. likely gonna win the next game. Let me sell this thing for seven dollars or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you, if I really want to get it back, when the Warriors win Game Four, I could probably get that Sabonis for four or five bucks if right. I really want to. I don't. Yeah. But I love the game. I love that aspect of playing the prediction game. And like you said, if a team's down 2 nothing in a series, you know, like if one of the favorites goes down 2 nothing in a series, mm-hmm. um, what a time to buy, right? Mm-hmm. Because people are probably like, screw this. Like, look at the Heat's your perfect example. Guys mm-hmm. like Jimmy and Bam are three bucks. Mm-hmm. Like, that's wild. If the Heat go on a crazy run, right? But so. but you don't know, you, you still don't know how the market's going to price it. So I think mm-hmm. that that's what's interesting is that I think I think the market – only is pricing things for teams that they think can win because right. right. i think that that's what everybody's chasing as the most valuable thing because once if you own all the redemption moments of the championship team then you get an extra special mm-hmm. moment of a highlight reel and it's only going to be minted to however many people complete the set like on time or whatever what are the right? sets so, at do you have any data on what the sets are at in terms of the floors for 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 team sets like what are the lakers at uh, let's take a look. Let's take a look. And actually, just now, just today, they opened up the first redemption period for the first series that's done. So button. let's actually, we can actually walk through it right now. I saw the um, button at the top of the screen, the big. Yeah. So they have button. that on the marketplace, which is really helpful here. I just, I just went and bought a Nets wild card moment to show off. To actually, let's actually go try this. Let's go. Let's go try this here. Let's oh, because it. the Nets you can redeem. Is that because they're out? Yes. So you can. Mm. So okay. Let's take a look. So in this, this is actually again. This I think that this, this is good. Obviously, Top Shot trying to make sure that people understand it, but a little complexity is, is not the end of the world. I don't know why it stopped, why it stopped moving. 
Um, okay, so so here's the first round layout, right? And now what you can do with your redemption card, which is basically like a mint pass, it's not a moment itself, is if you have the Embiid card or the Harden card or the uh, Sixers wild card card, you can go and redeem that for any of these moments, right? So this is an Embiid uh, hitting a rejecting the game tying shot in game three, James Harden buries a three in game one and then they they selected Tyrese Maxey as the wild card uh something he scored 10 straight points in the in the fourth quarter game three so you can use those you go redeem it and then you get that moment and then the Sixers are going to the second round they will also have new moments for the second round win or lose okay but and to get those moments you can either use a blank card like so you can the Embiid one you can not use it on round one and save it for round two Embiid or you can you can use the card to burn for round one, and then if you want the second round moment, you can burn that first round moment for the second round moment. Okay. So, so so the game is that how many? But this window to burn these first round moments it closes in three days. So okay. the question will be: There's five thousand Embiid moments. Oh, you what can't do it after of, that. You can't no, do it. After so that. what if at the end of this oh. window only a, only five hundred have been burned mm. for the first round? That means now there's a five hundred maximum mint. Embiid moment out there of him in the first round. That's and if the, and if the Sixers win, if the if Sixers win, win the championship, if they win, that's the bottleneck. He or is maybe needed. Not. Wow. Yes, exactly. Okay. So, so for the Nets, the Nets, it sucks because you've got uh, <laughs> Mikal Bridges, Nick Claxton, and then the wild card is Cameron Johnson, but yeah. they're not going to have second round moments. So each of these moments can match. Pretty highly have, minted. Is, yeah. It might have, well, heavy mint, but is that true? Are people actually going to redeem them? That's actually my mm-hmm. question is that. Are people do people actually care that each of these is 5,000? How many Some of those are gonna get won't. redeemed? So right. I went and bought the wild card just now. Uh, so here we go. I'm gonna pick it. Does it Let's tell you the mint count when you mint it? You or you don't know? Uh, I'm gonna find out. It doesn't tell me yet. Give us the data. Like, come on, top. I'm shot. sure, I'm sure own the moment is gonna have that that data, or somebody's gonna have that data pretty soon. Uh, how many have been minted? Let me, let me or, ask you know what? Honestly, I would say Top Shot might it would be in Top Shot's best interest to publish that data like every morning, be like, hmm. Good morning, there have been a thousand Embiid's redeemed, a thousand Hardens, mm-hmm. five hundred Maxis, and so on. Right. Um, so anyway, so that's how it works. So that's why it's like teams that aren't really championship, realistic championship teams, their prices are going to be low. So that's where like the Heat might win their first round. Oh. But not yet. Okay. So moment reserve. So I don't get the moment yet. Oh. I've burned. I've burned my redemption card, but I don't get it yet. I get it at the end of the window. So let's refresh. Let's see if it. Okay, so question for yeah. you. So the yeah. Sixers, is it the same three players round after round? So it's 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 the the two players stay the same. Okay, so that's oh, Embiid and Harden, and the wild okay. card can always be a different person. Oh, cool, because I was so actually think Tobias that, Harris hits a winning shot or something. You know exactly. So I okay. think that that's where they learn from past playoff mistakes. It's like mm-hmm. listen. We don't need a new moment of some fucking unknown player every round. That sucks. We want the stars. So what they did is like, well, okay, we might only get one Tyrese Maxey through the playoffs, right? And it'll be his first round. But second round, you're right, might be a Tobias Harris, uh, Shake Milton, whatever. Um, so, anyways, let's look at the let's look at the top of the market. So this is so still LeBron is still at the top of the market, probably on star power alone. Like even if it's only minted to five thousand, I would like even if Lakers lose the first round. They probably won't at this point. 
I would say that that would still be worth quite a bit. Um, but the second is Tatum, Durant, Embiid, mm-hmm. uh, Jokic, and Giannis, Booker, Jalen Brown. So those those that kind of indicates who the market thinks has the best chance to go pretty deep. Giannis probably on. Where's AD in here? Is AD not up there? Uh, let's find him. So he's, so the, he's all the way down at $7. He's all the way down at $7. Yeah, so that's actually a good point, Phil. If you think the Lakers have a good chance of winning it all, it might not be a bad opportunity right now. Or mm-hmm. if they, or when they lose, like if they lose tonight or if they're down in the next series or something like that and these moments go down even less, like that's a good time to scoop them up if you think the Lakers can realistically win the title. Right. Oh man, I'm telling you, I don't know. I, I was laughing a few weeks ago before playoffs when people were saying Lakers, but the more I watch and mm-hmm. the way LeBron, like, listen, I'm a big Dylan Brooks fan. I, I love, I love the bad guy role. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and he's done it to the point where people are like furious and, you know, mm-hmm. he's, he's still playing my inserting game. himself into the conversation, but I didn't like the way he respond or sorry, his lack of response to LeBron mm-hmm kind of like destroying him before game three on the court mm. when he came up to him and told me he was a nobody and shit like mm. that. It's like, mm. if you're going to talk like that, then why didn't you get right in his face before the game? Like mm. in hockey, if you do that, it doesn't matter who you are. Mm-hmm. If you, if before the game starts in warm up, someone comes up to you like that on your side of center and mm. gets in your face, there's probably going to be a, an all out brawl. And mm. I am shocked, shocked that Dylan Brooks didn't take that bait because it's not really bait. LeBron mm. would be the one kind of, um, you know, uh, not in the wrong, but LeBron would, would have more to lose than Dylan Brooks does mm-hmm. in getting in a pregame altercation. But Brooks kind of stood there and was like, all right, all right. Like as if he respected him so much that mm-hmm. he's like, man, I really respect you. What I'm doing is all just for show and part of the series, which I, I know for a fact that it is part of it, obviously. You know, Rodman used to do it, right? Yeah. Rodman was a tremendous NBA player. But all the side antics got him so much attention that people noticed he was a tremendous NBA player, right? Uh, it's the same with Draymond. Like if you watch mm-hmm. Draymond in that game last night, there is a 0% chance that Golden State wins that game last night without Draymond Green. Like he is fantastic. Mm-hmm. He is mm-hmm. such a good player. And, mm-hmm. and I think he's so effective. Everybody hates him. I mm-hmm. hate him, but he's so effective. And Dylan Brooks is kind of trying to be like that. But if you're going to be like that, you have to be like that at all times, not just when mm-hmm. the game is, is on. Because look at yeah. Draymond. When he got tossed the other night, did you see him? He was waving at the fans. He was mm-hmm. climbing chairs, like, you know, mm-hmm. you know, doing the Hulk Hogan, like, you know, stuff like he was doing all sorts of crazy stuff because that's who he is on and off the court. I don't think yeah. Dylan Brooks is like that. I think Dylan Brooks, it kind of showed that it's just a kind of his, his, his character on the court. And yeah. I just wish that he had pushed back against LeBron a little bit more in that moment when LeBron was like, he's got to be. Shit. Yeah. I, I agree with you that if he wants to be that, that villain role mm-hmm. and you know, if the, if the Grizzlies see themselves as a contender, for the years to come and he wants to be uh I, I mean i don't know i guess i guess you know if the duo i guess who's who's the who's the dynamic duo of the grizzlies jaw well, and jaw and and jaron and, 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 and i guess yeah i guess Des- right Des- but who knows bane they could still invisible. have yeah bane right so they could still have a player emerge as the clear number mm-hmm. two and then if you're following the golden state thing or the uh, jordan uh you know mold then it's like then there's a third guy who's the legendary defender mm-hmm. agitator dude, right? And I think if Brooks wants to be that, I agree with you. He needs to be almost kind of crazier. Like he needs to mm-hmm. be nuttier in who he actually is. He needs to be like less like like less predictable rather than so very clearly just trying to play this role. Um 
where then it's it's there's so many instances where you're like, well, you're just posing. Like you're not actually like like that's Rodman. What I'm saying, right? Rodman, I mean, everybody's like, that guy's insane. Like he's Draymond, actually Draymond. crazy. Draymond, and Draymond too. Right? Draymond, and you're like, well, he's just a big asshole, and that's just who he is. You know, and he goes, he does his own podcast where he calls people out and <laughs> yeah. stuff like that. It's like he leans, he's very deep into it. But early, early in the Golden State days, maybe Draymond wasn't like he wasn't as deep mm-hmm. the same way. So maybe it's just something Brooks has to kind of he was close uh, though de- he, develop into. Yeah. But but Brooks is like you know, again, you got suspended. Don't go cry to the media that it's their fault or anybody else's fault. No, like Draymond yeah, gets suspended did. every other game for the amount of technicals he has. Yeah, and he'll just be like, "F the league" or some stupid like that's just mm-hmm. him, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, he 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 stays in character because mm-hmm. it's not really a character with him. This is just how he is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but but it is entertaining. Like that stomp on Sabonis there was like. That was the equivalent of stomping on a cockroach, man. Like, I couldn't stop laughing. I'm like, okay, first of all, Sabonis is not real. Come on, dude. Like, seriously, you're not dying, man. Like, oh, well, that's what makes the playoffs so fun, man. It is. There's and, always and some, what? like, weird, dirty thing where every everybody has an opinion on it. Oh, they, and they, it's just, like, sub. For, still is, right? I mean, yeah. And he went for x-rays, and that's my stomp. favorite part. Came back from x-rays. The x-rays were negative. He is probable for the next game okay um that was my favorite part but then on the court was like as if he had just died man like honestly Mm -hmm. you you messaged me that right away you're like guy's rolling around like he's been shot right oh yeah and and draymond was a blatant like telling you stepped on him like a cockroach like bang like too bad don't do that (laughs) he didn't step on him he bounced he used him like a trampoline like he like pushed (laughs) off his jet i thought that was freaking hilarious and also i was like there's no way like sure that might wind you a little bit (laughs) Right, like if it hits the wrong spot, and I, Draymond's a big guy, right? It's not even if you are a big guy, it's still not easy to have a big guy step on you. Um, but I thought, I thought, it, I thought it was pretty funny. I, this is also why I love the playoffs, though. Is this kind of everybody's trying to make it? Everyone's trying to be the personality. They know that that kind of stuff works in the NBA. I think if Brooks really wants to achieve like the bad guy status, he needs to get to the point where it's like it's less about media mm-hmm. and saying things. It's more about making other teams really freaking hate playing you. And I think that that's where it's like the agitator person really backs up their talk with play. And I think that that's what Draymond does so well is that he's such a hateable guy. You're fans of the other teams. You freaking hate him. The other players like probably hate playing against him, both because he might just step on you or do something or hit you in the nuts, but also uh, is an incredible defender. Right. And I think that it's like, I think you need, if Brooks wants to become that he needs, he needs to, he needs to mold that properly. Like he needs to be, really fearsome on the court and also occasionally do unpredictable stuff. So I, I'd say, I'd say like, I, if anything, I would say that that's what he did uh, that fits that mold is less. So the, the talk of LeBron and LeBron's a nobody or whatever. Uh, and more so the like hitting LeBron in the nuts. Like I'm like, yeah, okay. That's like, you, he didn't, you didn't mean it. Right. But like Draymond has done that many times and he might do it to you someday. <laughs> yeah. And I think that that's, I don't agree with that, but I think that that's what the role is, is that like at any given moment, this guy might hurt you and you hate playing against him because of that. And I'd say Rodman was the same, you know, like it's just like he might freaking crush you. It's like you might get his, an elbow right in the freaking chest or in the nose at any given moment with him. Wow, and I think that player. that's what did you think of the um, speaking of, of Brooks and LeBron? What did you think of the the Lakers P.A.? Uh, billboard Did you see that comparing lebron's career to dylan brooks career Did you see I, did. This? I saw that yes so here it. we go this is what but, it was i mean this is uh comparing they put this up on, on the board at, at staples center I saw that career points lebron thirty eight thousand six hundred fifty two. 
uh, Dylan Brooks, 5,000. NBA MVPs, 4-0. to zero. Championships, 4-0. to zero. Mm-hmm. Finals MVP, 4-0. to zero. All-star selections, 19-0. to zero. All NBA, 18-0. to zero. <laughs> you, you can bet your bottom dollar that the person behind that was LeBron James. Okay? <laughs> 100%. I know LeBron. Yeah, for okay? sure. He did not like those comments that yeah. Dylan Brooks made after, like, that you're a nobody. To LeBron, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. as good as a, a person he is, he's actually a really good you're person old. Off, off the court. As good mm-hmm. of a player as he is, whether he's the best ever mm-hmm. or not, um, that's not for, for us to even discuss or begin discussing. But mm-hmm. LeBron, make no mistake about it, mm-hmm. wants his name to be in the top three stories of every single sports center for the entire year. Okay. Mm-hmm. He will, like, I remember we talked about this last time. Everything from saying he wants to win a Stanley Cup mm-hmm. to he could have been a wide receiver with the Ohio State Buckeyes, all that yeah. stuff. When the attention's yeah. not on him, he, he finds a way to put it on him. And that's and that's how you remain and, a star mm-hmm. in the modern era, right? right? Like the Jordan and the Kobe's, movies, there wasn't really as right? much. Yeah, exactly. There wasn't mm-hmm. as much like social media and stuff, right? But it's yeah. like that's that's how you compete for attention and and you you solidify your status is by remaining constantly as the story, that's right? Exactly. And that's mm-hmm. a really good point. And, and, uh, and the that, second I, yeah. that that was questioned by Dylan Brooks of all people mm-hmm. in terms of like you know when you question LeBron is when he it mm-hmm. really hurts him, especially like yeah. saying. Put forty on me, and 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 I'll and and I'll respect you. Okay, that yeah. for LeBron was just like, is he really saying this about about me? Mm-hmm. All right, so I got to get back to him. Hundred percent called up, you know, Genie Bus. I don't know who he called it. He called someone That's, up. You guys have to come up with the biggest like this and put this is this is LeBron's me. this is LeBron's equivalent of I took that personally, right? Like yes, I would watch Last Dance and LeBron or sorry Jordan would like somebody said something yeah. to him at some point and like five years later he's like I took that personally and I dropped 60 point on his ass. Yeah, no, you know no. it's just LeBron like that's do a that's, that's, that's like, like that. the legendary Jordan like he's so petty revenge guy. Um and then and then and, and, you know and that's that's Jordan's things. Kobe's thing is that he's the hardest worker, right? That was always the story. He's the hardest working guy. He's in the gym at four a.m. hours before everybody else. That's Last right. guy shooting shots in the court. That's always he's always going to outwork you no matter what. Um, but LeBron's thing is like like it's like the took it personally is like oh. he's not going to come out and he can't necessarily go out and beat you every time or that's not how basketball doesn't really work the same way. And he's not going to retaliate in the media because he's he's above that. But he's going to find some other way for people to talk about him, like you know that makes it that everybody he's going to have other people talk about how he's great instead of himself showing it. I think that well, that's, that's exactly, I think that he that's the star that genius of, of LeBron. Soon as he got home, as soon as he got home that night after he, after those kind, he drew that up on his computer. He put mm-hmm. those stats together and he sent it to the Lakers saying, you guys are putting this on the board. Nobody that. else did. Dude, that. I love I the idea of LeBron just drives home from the game and, you know, Bronny's Furious. there <laughs> and, you know, whatever, the whole family's there. And they're like, dad, great game. Like, we're going to go to, you know, we're going to get some sleep. And he's like, great. You know, and he's in his, you know, eighth ice bath of the day because LeBron yeah. needs like 16 treatments every day for his body. And he's sitting there and he rolls out his big iPad and he's like, and he looks up his own Wikipedia page and he's like, okay, let me make this graphic. 100%. It sends it to Jeannie Buss and be like, can you get this on the thing tomorrow? And, 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 and <laughs> that's yes, for sure. That's him. I know it's him. That's, that's the petty kind of stuff that not yeah. only an intern would do, but that LeBron yeah. would do. Because yeah, exactly. you can't even compare the two. There's no point of yeah. comparing the two because they're not, I mean, I wouldn't even acknowledge that if I was him because they're not mm. on the same planet. You can't compare mm-hmm. the two. Dylan Brooks is what, 24 years old? I don't know what he is. I don't know. Mm. Uh, he, he can't be more than 25 years old and he's not really relevant, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, but LeBron doesn't matter who you are, man. He'll just be freaking pissed, man. Or you know who else might be manipulating that kind of stuff? Might be like Maverick Carter. Like that's what that's what LeBron oh, yeah. has is that has all these like secret friends. All these not very secret, but you know, this, this entourage of people that like, 
are always out there trying to help everybody get convinced that LeBron's the greatest. Like that's that's what that's the secret. That's the magic of LeBron is that he's got he's got such a great team, the best the best team of any generational star probably so far. Right? Did, People are always going to advocate for him. Did Did you see that video of? I don't know if it's real, but is that video of that little kid, um, talking to Steph Curry when he was like nine years old on the court shooting baskets for the for the Raptors. Is that video of a kid talking to him real? Did you see that thing? It was going everywhere today. No. And they said no. the kid turned out to be Austin Reeves. Some little kid younger than Steph is like oh. lecturing him on how he can be really good and play in the NBA. One Austin day. Reeves? That doesn't make any sense. Oh, you mean... Oh, wait, wait. wait. Oh, Austin, when Austin than... Reeves was a kid, how old was Steph? Older. But Austin Reeves was really small. It looks like he's five or six in the video and he's telling Steph, if you really, really try hard, you'll 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 make it in the nba or something so, like that i don't think it's real man i saw it and i'm like no nah, we would have heard about this a long time ago uh, it's like what yeah, would it's be making, odds, it's making the right? rounds on tiktok okay so okay so it's gotta up, be let's fake. pull up let's pull up our tiktok here. it's gotta be some ai bullshit uh maybe hold on let's let's see okay actually hold on we got, we're gonna need the sound for this by the way there's more drake bangers out there man there's so many good ones oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah they shut it down and they just opened i knew if they shut that down it's like you're just gonna open up a pandora's box by giving me okay, let's watch the steph curry video no hold on. whoa whoa is that austin reeves from the lakers bro <laughs> he'll be what 10 years dude there's no way there's no way that's austin reeves he's gonna be no champion without kevin they're too close these two kids are way too close in age like steph curry is like right. 10 and this kid is like seven austin reeves is what like 21 steph's like 35. is he really i don't know yes. yeah you're right austin you're right. reeves is a rookie isn't he austin reeves was it was in the nftu recur drop playing for the university uh he's 24 and steph i think steph like just turned 30 35 or something something like that yeah Yeah. you're right those those two kids in that video are not 11 i'm sick of this man i I can't i can't tell what's real what's not i didn't think it was real because at one point when reeves is talking to him steph and his dad are not even looking anymore i'm like okay that doesn't make sense either right Mm -hmm. so but man, this is this is getting dangerous. I can't keep up with this stuff, right? So <laughs> that's not even real. AI. That's just like somebody's weird suggestion of that. Freaking TikTok, man. Do you have TikTok, LG? I don't. I actually, believe it or not. So I, I actually just got TikTok like two weeks Ooh. ago. Um, and I really enjoy it. I'm a really? big Instagram person. Phil will tell you that if anybody sends you random memes at all times of the day on Instagram, <laughs> yeah, it's me. It's I'm the meme master. Uh, but I actually find that TikTok, the way TikTok serves the content is really good. I was, I'm one of those people that like for a long time, I was like, TikTok is where a place where teenage girls coordinate doing dances. You know, and I was just like, that's the main thing. That's that all it's I used know it for. as. Uh, you know, I was, I was like, that's, 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 that's what it is. So I, I don't know why I would go on TikTok. Seems kind of creepy. Uh, but then I and then I, I I was looking up content and it was on TikTok and then there's you know I've I've uh, you know I've had this Thanos Lego gauntlet behind me that I haven't made yet so I started looking up like is there any good like nerd collectible content on there and I've been down a rabbit hole I find I find that what TikTok does really well which is obviously really uh, creepy not in that way um, is that when you search something on TikTok the way it serves you back content about what you looked up is phenomenal way beyond mm-hmm. Instagram or any other social network. It's like, so if you look up, like I started golfing last year and you know, this, I finally got back to the driving range this weekend. Um, and I looked up golfing stuff and the way it serves me now, oh, now you're really, screwed, yeah. really, but like really helpful golf content. It's not, it's not sponsored, like go buy some Callaways or anything like that. Like Facebook would be or Instagram. It's like, no, it's, it's, it's popular golfing accounts. But what if you giving, don't want giving, that though? 
What if you don't want, like, what if you like, and, no, but, but when it reads the way that you swipe things. So, and the way you consume okay. things, which is what but, other okay. social networks do. So the more it, it knows that I'm watching these videos, like mm -hmm. the more I stay on them, the more it'll serve them to me. But if it gives me a golfing video and I swipe away from it, then it'll immediately know to give me less golfing content. It, 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 I find I'm saying is that the algorithm is really well structured compared to, because to other, other networks. I, I'm around people on TikTok like 24 seven. And I don't remember who it was, but someone kept getting videos of the amount of like, and this is a subject we're not going to get into, but the amount of men that are now just out, out of nowhere, women. Okay. Anyways, there's one specifically here in Toronto or in the Toronto area. That is a school teacher. That is a man that is dressing up as a woman just for school with the most gigantic boobs you'll ever see in your entire life. Okay? It's caused the biggest chaos on this entire planet. But if you watch one story about that, all you get is stories about that forever. Because mm -hmm. I'm like, why are you guys continuously watching about this dude? Stop mm -hmm. watching his videos. They're like, we can't. It's not mm -hmm. us. It keeps showing up on our feed now because we watched mm -hmm. one or two videos, right? By the way, you know, LG, that guy That guy only does that for school, right? I don't know if you saw the latest. Yeah, but I know. All of his eyes outside of school, yeah. he's a regular dude. <laughs> I need to know more about that situation before I, I, I am comfortable talking about That's the kind of chaos I would have been there for for, for high school. <laughs> yeah, you would have loved that. that. You would have loved your, your, your shop teacher to be something <laughs> incredibly controversial like that. So Absolutely. Uh, we're not, this is, that's, so, yeah. not, that's, this is beyond, that's beyond the realm of the first minute. That right. can be, that could be another Phil D after dark. The, does the first like mint have a tiktok account that's the real question i secured it i secured it Ooh, like when i started the first move. mint i went and got the domain for like everything so i i got like so i have like the reddit and i have the tiktok and all the stuff that doesn't we don't use but we, it does have an account and it has like one video that's just the logo but i've never i've never used it i don't know what kind of content we would put on there i don't know if i'm the kind of person i don't know if i want to start making content of like me talking with like a green screen commenting on stuff like there's nothing i feel like passionately enough about mm. uh to really do that um but i am i might start posting some personal stuff like i i i posted one video the other day that's me opening a hero pack like from our our partners our old partners at the dc uh like batman and superman cards and stuff like that so it was me opening that and like it's just something that I'm doing that I thought would be fun to record. So you know, not putting too much thought into it. But yeah, TikTok very interesting. I think I think it. I will say from using it a little bit, it definitely works well, and it's definitely something I will use more. Uh, watch. I've been watching a lot of sports highlights. Even even uh, so, actually something from the weekend. Let's talk NHL. Um, something from the weekend that I saw the replay on TikTok and it convinced me was the high stick Kings and oh, Oilers overtime. Here we go. And I, I, I was watching that live. And when they were reviewing it in Toronto, I was like, for sure, Toronto the league, they just want to extend this series. They want the Oilers to win so that, you know, the, the star Connor McDavid can go deeper. And that's why they're trying to find something wrong with this play. And then they didn't. I thought that was very strange. If anybody who caught Oilers Kings, Game three. Uh, I was going to say episode three. <laughs> Game three uh, that went to overtime and had a, a, a pretty contentious ending where basically moments before the Kings scored the game-winning goal in overtime, um, one of them had a high stick on the puck. Like he pretty much touched it like five feet above his head. They did a 10-minute video review to try and determine whether he did or not. They said that he didn't. Uh, but clear video review that I saw on TikTok showed that he did. So pretty controversial. Oilers made up for it last night with their own overtime win. X Maple Leaf Zach Hyman uh, scoring the goal there. But so yeah, that was that was. My, let me just say something about that high stick. Yeah. Okay, I agree with you. When looking at it the very first time, I said, "Yeah, yeah." Oh, he touched it. Okay, and the fact that Connor McDavid, one of the best players in the entire world, probably the best player, mm -hmm. put his arm up. He obviously saw it. He was right there. But I actually ran an experiment at the baptisms 
lunch after the baptism with 10 random people, whether they watch hockey or not. Some of them do, some of them don't. I found four or five different angles of that play, which is, I assume is what they also had in the, in the review booth. And I showed them. And in my mind, I'm like, if one person here has doubt that that puck was touched, they can't change what was called on the ice. They just can't. Because one person says yes, if the other says, I'm not really sure, it's like a jury, right? Everyone has to be on the same page. So you had three people out of the 10 say, you guys are fucking crazy. That mm-hmm. puck never touched the stick. Mm-hmm. And then you'd be like, look, 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 the puck just stops rotating. They're like, nope, that's not what's happening. They mm-hmm. really didn't see it at all. Like not mm-hmm. even a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's where, again, the call on the field and on the ice and on, on the court mm-hmm. is like, is king. Because if they're going by that system where people disagree and you can't, it's like when I went to court and I just made up these crazy stories trying to get out of a ticket once. The judge was like, all right, I believe you and the cop. I don't really know what the hell really happened because you're both very convincing. I was I was bullshitting. And she's like, because I believe both of you, the case goes to the defendant. That's just how it is. Because mm-hmm. if there's any doubt in the judge's mind, it always goes to the defendant whatsoever in, in these smaller court cases, right? So I think it touched. 100,000% it touched. But I got to stop, stop you there. Hold on. I, I, we might have an audio problem. Phil D, we're back from our, our audio potential mishap which turned out to be not be a mishap that's a it would have sucked if the whole podcast up until that point had an audio problem but i would have snapped <laughs> <laughs> we're good now it was an it was an airpod problem on my end uh but phil i mainly brought up listen nhl um maybe not on as many people's radar i would say that oilers mm-hmm. and kings series probably the one that's getting the most attention at least from my from my kind of a standpoint as obviously mcdavid's in it uh, oil, uh, Kings, uh, American team that has won a lot lately and, and is in a big market. Have you seen Will Ferrell at the games? I did. You, I did. Yes. <laughs> I wasn't sure if he was filming like a new movie or what he was doing. He could be. Yeah. He no, could no, be. that's Let's just him. Up. This is how he goes to all the LA sports. He's always dressed yes. up. He like the. He looked like he was at medieval times, man. Yeah, look at <laughs> Here are the so photos. This is Will that. Ferrell. Uh, a different, a different uh, Kings game. So this is last night. Pretty much, yeah, medieval times. Or like Braveheart or something like that. We and need this Will Ferrell is, this to is from Game Three. Like that a is horrendous. Flag. I don't know who did his makeup, but like, I guess it was intentionally done. I would love mm-hmm. to see Will Ferrell sitting beside Dart Guy. Remember that guy, Dart <laughs> Guy in Toronto, the guy who had a cigarette that in his mouth from before the, the game the ended. The Capital Series, the Capital yeah. Series. Um, but I mean, just to finish guy. up, this, on... is, this is the ultimate. This is if you want to know how Toronto Maple Leafs fans like had pretty much represented in one photo. This is it. This is Dart Guy. No, the no, no, don't associate us with this guy, man. Please. He has his own radio show and his own podcast and all that crap. I have no idea who gave this guy that much attention, but this guy's an absolute freak, man. He had the, only because he has a cigarette in his mouth mm-hmm. for the last like two minutes of that game. He just wanted to get the hell out of there mm-hmm. and, and became dart man. And, and then mm-hmm. like, I think they dug up like his criminal past. Also, always something like that. <laughs> all I'm going to say, <laughs> Phil, is that dart guy fits the ethos of Toronto sports. We talked about this really like, last does. week or the week before about like, strange things only seem to happen or seem to happen a lot in Toronto. And dart guy is right in, he's right in there in, in the disgraceful, strange Toronto fans. He's, oh, he's right, right in there in the, how did the, we forget the, about the him? Hall last of fame. Week. You're right, man. Um, to, to kind of flip the NFTs a bit, what about NHL breakaway? Did you see it? For those who don't know, NHL breakaway is, I think it was announced last week, about a week ago now, uh, mm-hmm. where they started their own Twitter. Uh, the discord was kind of start, start started up. Um, it is, sort of like the 
NBA top shot of the NHL, which we've been waiting for for such a long time from Sweet, uh, mm-hmm. who've, who've teased it. But now they've, they've, they've revealed their name as NHL Breakaway. Mm-hmm. And if you read their blogs, it's not clear when moments are going to start. But mm-hmm. today on Twitter, mm-hmm. and this is apart from having that survey or that, sorry, that kind of interview type document that they put out for you to mm-hmm. have access to, to you know, to, to their early beta platform, uh, which I filled out. I'm like, okay, I love hockey. Like, what else do you want me to say? Beta um, access. Beta, beta access. access. Yeah. You can apply for beta access. Uh, which I, I feel like, like everybody who applies is going to get it. That's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying, though. So I'm like, I'm not going to write a whole novel. I guarantee some people gave like their oh, yeah. whole life story. I played yeah, left wing. There's questions in there like, you know, do you like, like NFTs? Seven years old. Like, yeah. yeah. How no. much do you like hockey? Yeah. Yeah, no, no. We're not doing that. But um, yeah, everyone's getting in. But today they tweeted a poll. And actually clipped moments of what the best for what the best play of the first week of NHL playoffs was. Like they actually put clips, which leads me to believe that they have access mm. to clips mm-hmm. that they might be able to use to 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 mint into moments, right? Mm-hmm. Like maybe we're close. From everything I've read, there'll be nothing till the end of like May, is what mm-hmm. I'm understanding. Mm-hmm. But maybe they're just trying to get an idea of what which one of these four moments they want to kind of mint and then maybe have packs at the end of the playoffs. I don't this know. Man. Poll, this poll is rough, man. 26 votes. <laughs> I know it's the NHL. Nobody's going to care about the NHL. It, yeah, it'll be even they, less they than got, like, man, you know, they've actually done some kind of confusing where they have sweet, which is the company doing this, like the Dapper labs equivalent. And then they had NHL X suite as the account. And then they have a new account called NHL breakaway. And then they have NHL breakaway assist, which is like the support yeah. thing. So, a little bit of social media growth, I'd say, to be done on the sweet side uh, to get a little bit beyond. You know what? Let's give him some love. Let's give him a little retweet. I think most people probably looking at this don't know what most of these moments are. Um, Campbell game four. Save. Oh, that's not it, though. Hold on. No, I oh. was the one I voted on was was the East the Eastern Conference. Oh, it was the Eastern so, Conference one. I didn't even see the Western Conference. Oh, it has three thousand votes. Oh, how does yeah, so wait, that how one? Does one? Hold on. Explain this to me. How does the poll we just looked at have 26 votes and the one posted an hour before it has 3,000 votes? Because it but, must have been retweeted or something. Actually, there's only three retweets. No, that's... Oh, the no, NHL. No, the NHL retweeted that's it. The why. NHL retweeted it. Yeah. That's why. I was going to say, someone yeah. had to retweet that. It's just like the the, the La Liga Golasso's um, drop earlier, yes. the Robert Lewandowski. One of the most famous uh, soccer reporters in the world retweeted mm-hmm. it, um, mm-hmm. that those packs were dropping. And I'm like, okay, that's pretty cool, actually. I don't know if he yeah. was paid to do it the way like Rappaport was paid with the NFL, but you know, still, still pretty cool. But yeah, the Ryan O'Reilly is there. I'm like, yeah, that's cool, man. Like, don't tease me with that. I, you I want know that now. what's really funny and probably really ironic and something that people anti NFT people are going to use is that this is an account called NHL Breakaway. They're going to be released the Top Shot equivalent of the NHL, and they're asking people the no NFTs out yet. They're asking people, hey, which 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 is your favorite goal so far? Are the first three four games of each series? And then they link to them on YouTube. Oh, is that what it is? It's yes. Interview. So okay. I think that's hilarious. Like they're not, but it's like they don't. Mm. It'd be and it links to the NHL account or like Sportsnet. But it's like Sportsnet. you're the NHL. You could take the clip and put it as a tweet. But it's mm. like no, you're literally pointing to YouTube, which is hilarious because that's the big knock against NFTs is that they're just YouTube videos. You can watch them anytime. So I think that's kind of hilarious, uh, in my opinion. They, they they just go straight. They, they're like go go to YouTube to watch it. Why would you ever? buy the nft you, you just watch it on youtube no problem they, they literally just yeah they yeah exactly people are gonna be like well i told you so uh so by the way, on yeah. the right there you see udoka in the trends on twitter 
That is because Ime Udoka is the new head coach of the Houston Rockets. I just saw that on the ticker. Really? So you thought for sure with the Raptors being mentioned as a, a front runner for him with the Maasai connection. Which I don't well, know that, one, to be honest. And that Nick Nurse was going to go to Houston. That was the main thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever whatever that was. But no, I guess not. He took the deal. Done deal. Uh, probably wanted too much money. The Raptors are notorious for hiring cheap coaches, just like the Blue Jays. And pretty much every Toronto team, they just hire kind of new project guys all the time. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Lenny Wilkins, people went nuts when he was hired by the Raptors, but mm -hmm. he's the winningest coach of all time is how they promoted him. And they mm -hmm. left out the part of the losingest coach losing of his all coach time of as well. Time, yeah. He's just been around forever. So it was like, yeah. Um, and also DeJounte Murray suspended one game. He will miss game five. The Atlanta Hawks can pack their bags. It's time to go home. See you later. So, um, yeah. Uh, let's but talk. Yeah. Hold on. Let's go back to it. Let's do it. No, that's just some NHL. breaking news. I had to cut in with some. Thank you. News. Thank you for the breaking news. Bill's got something to say. Uh, so, yeah, NHL stuff. And again, I know it's not it's not highly on a lot of people's radar, but I do feel like NHL occupies a special place for some people out there, like that their team, their town or whatever has had some kind of prominent run. I feel like a decent amount of people tune in at the start of the season and then maybe for the Stanley Cup finals uh, still, you know, a decent amount of appeal in the uh, in the U.S. because. Um, there's been a few few American team dynasties in the last decade, like the the Blackhawks and the Kings and uh, maybe the Avalanche. Right. And and a lot of good American players um, the past like decade or two, like Patrick Kane. Right. So it's, it's something I think is on a lot of people's radar. It's just not their number one, number one, but it's definitely maybe their number three or four behind it. So they'll, they'll I think people will watch this when it's on. I think it's a good thing to have on uh, simultaneously with the NBA playoffs. Like even last last night was really funny because the Oilers and Kings. Uh, regulation finished and we were chatting then and it was right when the overtime was starting for the wolves and it was it was, was fun to have them on mind, simultaneously man. it's like it's a lot you, of action you threw me off with that because you're yeah. like dude are you, are you watching the nuggets and the wolves i'm like for what man it was like you're getting <laughs> yeah. smoked right and he's like no 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 check it out i'm like oh shit this game, what that this was that was so like, insane that was how that happened two minutes ago man they were down by like 14 or that something was so, like that was the craziest that was the craziest collapse that where they didn't lose that, I, that i've seen in a long time um i've got a bit more context on the on the nhl stuff though and 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 uh, i've been in touch with them I, I try and touch base with all the sports projects to say what's up and to get as any information that i can that isn't publicly available we don't know much yet what they have said and and we recap this on twitter but for people who haven't followed um Basically, NHL breakaway is, yeah, top shot style, easiest way to kind of describe it. Collectibles, video highlights. It also says there's going to be jerseys and maybe, I don't know if it's said autographs, but other memorabilia style That's cool. stuff. That's cool. Um, it will be past and present hockey plays. So, sure, there'll be, there might be stuff from this year, but there may be Wayne Gretzky, uh, Brett Hall, whatever from the past as well. So, that's, that's cool. That's a good, that's a good start. Um, very little other information is available we've heard that the pack opening experience should be cool even on the site it has like a you know kind of big ice block nhl logo so that seems like it's they've got a good graphics department um if you kind of follow the the breadcrumbs for this story you may recall time last october phil when the nhl was hiring for web3 roles mm -hmm. right we posted about it a few people were talking about it they were hiring five or six different roles that was like web3 lead content web3 lead uh, a few different legal roles, right? Obviously very important for launching NFTs. Um, I kind of went down that rabbit hole last week to just be like, okay, who did, who did they, who did the NHL hire and who does Sweet have on board to run this thing? Because Sweet, which is again, like the Dapper Labs equivalent running this whole thing, um, has been around since 2016. So they've been around since before NFTs. They seem to be like some kind of experiential brand agency. 
Um, and they have done different brand NFTs since the boom. They did the Macy's Day Parade NFTs back in 2021. Uh, they've done like Milwaukee Bucks NFTs. They've got a few other TV ones. So they're not they're not new to making NFTs. Sweet last spring, like from like April to June, hired at least five or six different people to work on this project. They hired like an entire account team. Uh, they literally have one guy on LinkedIn who's listed as like sweet NHL partner relations or something like that. So that guy's job is literally to manage this account. But what's funny is that it didn't seem like the NHL necessarily had a person in place to run this. Mm. So sweet has their team. The NHL posted their roles. From what I can tell, they've hired two people at the NHL to work on this stuff. Uh, one of them to be literally a content editor and the other one to be to be running the project. So that's basically what I've been able to understand. And in terms of the opportunity, Phil, like I'm I don't want to say that I'm excited. Uh, I'm very eager. I want to say it that way. Mm -hmm. I'm keen to see a lot of different things. One, NHL NFTs would be super fun. Don't get me wrong. Um, but two, I'm excited. I, I'm keen to see how they roll this out because they have a clean slate. Nothing has been done. They have, they have two or three years of watching every other sports franchise try so many different things, right? And a lot of those sports are circling back on things, right? So you've got, you know, we can be doing that in fantasy. You can see the top shots and the candies for collectibles. You have all this testing that's been done way ahead of your product. So to me, like I've been thinking, I'm like, well, what would be the best thing that they could roll out with knowing nothing else? We're going to find out more next Sunday, April 30th is when they said there's another update. Phil, what would you what would you want to see? Like what what kind of like rollout program would you want them to, 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 to do? I don't know, man. I don't know what the winning formula is anymore, but I do love, you know, some sort of fan interaction of some kind. And 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 just the idea now of redemptions for me is so interesting in some kind of way. But I think the NHL has to have some sort of gamification. Um hmm you know, for people to tune into NHL games, most people don't watch NHL games. I, for one, being the biggest hockey person out there, mm -hmm. I don't watch NHL games that are not the Toronto Maple Leafs. How crazy is that? As mm -hmm. opposed to other sports, I I'm a big Raptors fan, but I can mm -hmm. watch any NBA game and I'll enjoy I agree. it. Yeah. I totally In the agree. NHL, unless it's a playoffs, playoffs, I can watch any playoff game with the exception of a couple of series that are Snorfest, but in the NHL, like, what the hell am I doing yesterday at almost 1 o'clock in the morning watching Edmonton and, and, and Los Angeles Kings in overtime? I have no horse in the race whatsoever. I don't care. Mm -hmm. But I'm intrigued because it's the intensity of the playoffs is crazy, right? Mm -hmm. But the NHL, I don't care about anything but the Toronto Maple Leafs. I'll never watch another game in the regular season that mm -hmm. is not the Maple Leafs. I have zero interest, no matter how much I love hockey. Mm -hmm. I have enough hockey in my life that I don't need that. So I can only think how a casual fan feels, you know, they probably don't even want to watch half their team's games. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So you really have to do something to, to kind of draw them in. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I, man, I'm at a loss for words when it comes to what, you know, these platforms should be doing. I think you just need to somehow involve the fans mm -hmm. to, to, to have them watching, you know, like kind of UFC strike kind of had us watching more UFC than we usually do at one point there. But I don't really know if they intentionally done it or we were just excited for the platform. Do you know what mm -hmm. I mean? Mm -hmm. um, but there has to be a reason. I would love for some. Listen, you can watch hockey games anywhere now. I would love for some in-game um, 
kind of things, um, you know, just for watching the game, being able mm-hmm. to 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 redeem something, something or to put part of the, like, the experience pe- in some way. You know, you get yeah. you remember those puck fragments where you bought all of them, whatever. Yes, that, like, on on Bleacher Report. Bleacher yeah, Report. That was the closest thing you know, we had. Yeah, something like if you collect every game watching these mm-hmm. games on TV, or or anytime mm-hmm. there's a backhand goal, mm-hmm. a, 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 a code will come up on the screen. You'll be able to to get a piece to the to the final puzzle, and you need all fifteen mm-hmm. pieces. You'll be mm-hmm. watching games. You'll be kind of more into it. Um, you just have to make it fun for people. But I'm speaking mm-hmm. for myself, though. So I don't really know if this is what will get people into it, right? So I, well, I usually have fun, whatever, man, right? whatever would get you interested or me interested. Like, you know, we're, we're pretty normal people. So mm-hmm. I think usually whatever gets us into it is something else. I think I think at this point, it's like you have to temper our expectations. It's like, I don't think the this NHL project is about to be at the top of the rankings, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think they're about to zero above top yeah. shots volume. But I, I don't think that that's necessarily a failure. Right. It's like, I think, I think at this point, the opportunity is to make something really good for fans. And that doesn't necessarily mean something that's making a million dollars a week in volume. Um, You know, one format, Phil, that I I, I think could be really interesting for them uh, that I think a lot Top Shot has tried, Candy has tried, but it's, it's just not, it just wasn't how the project was originally rolled out um, is the uh, Zeusables format, which Mm -hmm. was a mobile app where it's $5 packs and it's very, very cheap and you can pay with Apple and you're just, just cr- cranking through them and i i bought yeah like 20 packs immediately for zeus yeah, and absolutely. I, don't, I don't i do not care about dr zeus but um, this is how collectibles world you when you used to go to that store the yeah. channel star or any of the stores yes the most like if a pack was 4.99 you'd be like oh no those are the expensive ones i'm not buying that shit yes give me that pack for like 2.99 or 3.99 and and, yes. and i'll buy a bunch of those right yes um i agree with you you have to go back to kind of that like today i sent you that link for that La Liga Golasso's free fandom pack. Yeah, the free one. Yeah, and it ended up taking us to the wrong page because that, well, for whatever reason, that link wasn't working at first. But you were just like, "Man, what is the fucking problem here?" Because the first thing <laughs> you saw when you went on that page is what this is your first time, not your first time. It this wasn't. That's not what I had times, my, right? My problem wasn't with the free pack, which we're going to put in the newsletter as well. No. You get a free uh, Galazzo's yeah. pack. Free packs, great way to get people into it. If anything, that's what I say the NHL should mm-hmm. do is they should have free some kind of free thing right off the bat, like a free pack for the first freaking 10,000 people. You go sign up, give your information, you get a free pack, and let people wonder if it's yep. going to be the cosmics of the NHL project. Who freaking cares? But and limit make sure the free pack. Make sure it's loaded with players that people can fucking know. Don't give me any of these fucking... Uh, the third line defenseman on the St. Louis Blues or some bullshit. Nobody like cares. That. It has to be. It has to be actual players. I don't care what the NHLPA says. We don't want half of the players in the league in the NHL. We do not want them in this project. Give us the stars, That's past true. and present. No past garbage players. Give us good players from the past. Um, no, what what pissed me off about the La Liga thing, and and I don't know if the NHL will do this, and if they do, I hope they do it tastefully. But it's something where it's like. Not a lot of people are going to bust out a couple hundred bucks for a pack right now. No, um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do and it. And La Liga, if part of this drop, um, claim your free pack is they also want you to go buy the collection. Uh, and they were selling, they're selling like 700 packs for 200 bucks each. And to me, it's like this is, there's some mold out there of selling packs for a couple hundred bucks that to me at this point in the market is fucking crazy. What are you honestly. doing? Yeah. It just makes it look like none of these projects scream that level of premium but somehow they're trying to do that and maybe something like DraftKings is okay because those have utility you're you're paying DraftKings selling packs for two thousand dollars a pop but you're getting legendaries that help you win contests where you can win ten thousand bucks so that to me is like well that's worth it because you have real dfs players there that want that have that kind of bankroll 
but for collectibles no right no. now no don't like I, $200 for a guarantee like I would rather spend $200 I'd rather spend $5 40 times where each of the packs has like a 0.01% chance of a legendary mm-hmm. then spend $200 one time on a pack that has a guaranteed legendary of probably some player I don't give a shit about I, I would much rather that and I think all these collectible projects need to think that way rather than selling freaking packs for $500 so if, if this NHL thing opens up and they're like get the legendary Man. pack for $499 no fucking way I'm not paying that. I hope nobody no. pays that. But, and I and I I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt. So I'm not judging them on that. But for the Glazos thing to me, it was like this doesn't they, make me want to. The concept is anything. is really, really good. Okay. Robert Lewandowski is 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 one of the better strikers in the world yeah. in the last 10 years. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's going through a rough stretch right now. But for Galazos, lead- you're talking. You're telling you're yeah, just talking yeah, about yeah, the for anybody who doesn't. He is the know. leading scorer in, in La Liga right now. Okay. Um, and he came over from, from, from Bayern Munich where he was a star there. Anyways, they've got this whole thing where someone's going to meet a meet and greet and others are going to win his signed jerseys and others are going to, there's a ton of prizes just for, for minting this free pack, not just for the, not just spending money, mm-hmm. but for minting the free pack, you actually have a chance to win some of these prizes. I think that's really, really cool. So mm-hmm. three people that mint free packs are going to win as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's a great start. They're mm-hmm. not just giving you one fandom moment. They're giving you nine. Great, great start. Now you say, okay, most people are just going to mint that and not do anything else. Mm -hmm. If you want to do the current challenge for Robert Lewandowski, you actually have to buy the next level of packs, which is Mm $19.99. To complete the easy challenge, all the fandom moments are in there. You have to buy the the $19.99 pack, and then you'll complete it because you automatically get two of those players that are needed for the challenge. That's fine. Some people will do that. But when you, like you said, those $199 packs is like, what are you doing? Why are we? St- why is this still a thing? And and they're not selling. I mean, I don't know. It, it feels like it's. I, this is where I have a problem with Flow and Dapper, is that they don't have a department that before these drops happen, kind of tells these companies like, listen, I'll tell you right now, you have eight hundred packs at one ninety nine ninety nine because you and I LG could have told them this, and we're mm-hmm. not. We're not. We don't work for Dapper or Flow. Mm-hmm. Packs for one ninety nine ninety nine. You're selling eight hundred of them. You're not going to sell more than fifty of them. We're telling yeah. you ahead of time. You're not. You're going to waste your time with that. And they don't get it, though. They just don't get it, man. Right? I, I just I just find it strange. Yeah. Like, unless they've got some data that really tells them that it's like, listen, there's VIPs yeah. and they want, to, yeah. they want to pay tons of money for these exclusive things. And again, that's why I think like on the fantasy side, that makes total sense. Right? Because the fantasy thing... You're using it to win more. So that that makes sense. Like, like so rare, dra- uh, Rainmakers makes total sense. Let people pay freaking, you know, the one of one Jokic for freaking 70 grand. That makes sense. That's a, that's a, not only a collector, but a super rich person who wants to play in the unique challenges on so rare to try and win more unique cards. They might not net out on that, but they're, they're just at that level. They're in that mentality for, for strictly a collectible. Like we don't have that big of a market here. So selling stuff at that premium level is fucking crazy. You know what I mean? And honestly, it's been crazy for over a year. I don't think that there's a point in 2022 or 2023 where that's made sense to sell anything for nearly that price mm-hmm. um, other than you're just trying to collect revenue. And it's and, and the only thing worse than, than selling at that price is having it barely sell at that price, right? Again, I think, I think a lot of people would much rather spend five bucks a pack, two bucks a pack, whatever it is, even with a minuscule chance of legendary than pay 200 bucks for guaranteed legendary. But I, think not just I, legendary. I don't think that makes sense. I think somehow the NHL, they really want to start from scratch here and they need to incorporate something in those packs. Like when we used to buy the packs at the store, there was always a chance of getting that one, like, you know, 
gold star shiny like that's that's what i mean right? people would spend thousands on packs like for the willy wonka style the rare right? one yeah willy wonka is the perfect example man people wanted yeah, those golden tickets so what they do they bought thousands of them hoping to get the, the golden ticket if the nhl could put some things in there um and not necessarily just in packs maybe if you if you do something but in packs if in a pack instead of a moment you could open and you got like a game used mcdavid stick or something you know like that was part of your pack experience or, you know, tickets to the Stanley cup finals, entire trip and mm-hmm. things like that. Things where you'd have a chance, not just as collectibles, but to, 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 you know, somehow kind of win fan experience type stuff. Like, I think they're on the right track with the Lewandowski. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. The meet and greet and things like that. They're on the right track and they actually put some really good players in his packs. Like they're not garbage. These are good players. Um, but like a zoom call with Ovechkin, if that was like a magic card that was in these packs, you know, some, some weird thing like that, but also not just prizes like that, that are not just collectibles, but the ability to re put them on the marketplace and mm-hmm. sell them. So that person who got the one-on-one with Ovechkin on zoom, yeah, if they to don't rese- want reselling it, the experience, I think if is a big they part don't of it, want yeah. it, they should be able to put it up for sale and let a super fan come in. And, and, and then, and then give that super fan who buys that or wins it a commemorative NFT of Ovechkin that goes along a one of one with that experience um, that yeah. they keep forever. Like, you know, like you got to involve the real fans that are going to want to buy stuff like this, that they can't get anywhere else. You cannot buy an Ovechkin zoom call mm-hmm. anywhere on this planet right now. You no. need to have things like that on your platform. That'll kind of set you aside. I mean, I, I, you, yeah. don't tell me Lewandowski can do a whole campaign and he can't do a five minute zoom call with a super fan. Do you know what yeah. I mean? He obviously sat there, took pictures for, for Golasso's. He did that, that, that. There's a video of him talking about it. Forget that. Give the fans five minutes with him. That'll go that would have been, been some good marketing for Top Shot when they did Kevin Durant, right? It's like, it's nice to watch a video of yeah. Jacob hanging yeah. out with Kevin Durant. Yeah, yeah exactly. Where's, where's the, where's, but even, but I, I agree with you actually the point about making the fandom benefits mm-hmm. also NFTs. Absolutely. Right. I think that, that that's something I don't know if they can legally do that, but I think that that's something that's totally missing that makes these things not really these like it makes them less of an NFT project where you that's have right. a game piece reward yep. that is not an yep. NFT. You look at all the other NFT projects, you look at apes, all that kind of stuff, all the rewards, everything that's promised is on chain. All of it. You can win the coin. You can win the key. You can win the fucking whatever. All of it are are pieces that all fit together. So if you want to go compete, you can win the next piece of the puzzle. Whereas the top shots, the candies, everybody, even the so rares, is like the thing that you win is a fucking hat, which is fine. Well, why not sell the hat? Why not make the hat something you redeem as an NFT, right? And then that way. Like that's 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 a really cool element because you could be a super collector, but that doesn't want any of those benefits. That's You're it. at the top of the leaderboard. Oh, you get to go hang out with Magic Johnson. What if you don't want to fucking do that? You should exactly. be able to sell that to somebody who really wants to go do it, even if they didn't collect. And that makes all of it a more interesting, like web threeified version of what mm-hmm. loyalty is now. But by not making those, by like right now, if you win, you win like uh, let's say you're buying Top Shot packs, right? You can win a trip to the finals by buying one of the redemption mm-hmm. packs. What if I win? I can't go. I exactly. can't sell that to anybody else. No, exactly. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't get the value exactly. of the prize. They just go to the fucking next dude, or I could probably give it to you if you can go. You know, I could yep. probably transfer it to somebody. I don't know how that works, but it's like that to me. It's like no, no, no. Th- those benefits should be things, and then that makes it way more interesting. That it's like mm-hmm. maybe I don't want the the Ovechkin call or the Sidney Crosby call or McDavid but somebody call. will. Somebody, somebody will. will. Some, Some and maybe, super fan. And maybe will probably somebody would come to the platform strictly to buy that. But that's but that's exactly it. What about yeah. for baseball batting practice? Say ten at yeah. bats. T- sorry, yeah. ten pitches at the Blue Jays batting practice mm-hmm. on 
whatever day. Okay, I live in wherever. I can't go to that. If I really want to go, maybe I can fly there. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I if I have car. this, I could put that up on the platform, and some Blue Jays fan be like, you know, whether it be a rich guy or mm-hmm. a super fan or whatever, they'll be like, yo, that is so dope. I'm paying ten grand to go hit ten pitches during their batting practice, and then have a commemoration of it afterwards of whatever kind, some kind, right? You're right. That brings new fans to the platform. I just, I, I, I feel think like it that, has to be that, fun for fans. I think that that could be a really interesting unlock is that it's a marketplace of loyalty experiences, mm-hmm. right? I think that that makes On a lot of sense. On top of collectibles, right? And, then, even, and even like a, a website that was successful uh, like 10 years back was points.com. Do you remember that? And it's where it was a, a place where you could trade loyalty points from one provider to oh, another. Yeah. So let's yes, say yes, yes, you, yes, have, yes. you have 20,000 Marriott points and you want to trade them. Yeah for freaking United Airlines points. You could do that on points.com. It didn't really work because a lot of those platforms don't let you transfer points. Right, right. NFT so is a great solve probably for that. Got like this, yeah. it's like, hey, listen, I might I might be a big time Top Shot collector, but I actually love going to baseball games. So maybe I want to buy the benefits from candy uh, and, and I want to sell the ones that I get from Top Shot. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think that that's like, that's actually really, and obviously maybe you can't do that on the same marketplace, but that to me is actually a really interesting thing. If the legal part of it allows for it to be able to buy, trade and sell. There's got to be a way. Or there it has to be a way. Experiences. hundred percent, man. They, they need yeah. to, this is where they're missing. They need to tap in to the real fandom. Okay. Because yeah. collectors are going to be collectors, but collectors can't be everything. You need yeah. actual fans that are not necessarily big collectors of stuff. Mm-hmm. That'll now have reason to collect and and kind of be like, all right, that was really cool. Like, what's this platform mm-hmm. that let me do this? Oh shit, you know, NHL Breakaway was the reason I did this. All right, what else is on here? Yeah. Oh, cool. You know, like I don't know, man. And and oh, am I able to get this again somewhere else? Okay, yeah, I can. All right, I'm gonna stay on yeah. this platform and and keep interacting. I don't know. Just involve the fans. For me, that's my big pitch: is involve the fans somehow. People love that type of shit. People love wild card things and packs that you could, you know. If you're going to drop 20,000 packs, which is still way too many or whatever the hell it is, at least, ha- at least have some wild card things in there. That'll yeah. keep people being like, man, all right, I hope I get this you know, chocolate golden ticket at some point, right? Um, whether it's an experience I can go to or not, yeah, I, I think it's, I don't know, man. I think that's a great way to get some PR too if you're launching a new project like this, right? Mm-hmm. Again, this is what I mean. The NHL is starting with a clean slate. There's no angry community. There's no, uh, the price is down because of the market. That doesn't exist for them. They have the opportunity to build really slow, really good, put out only a little bit of supply, take their time. NHL season's about to end anyway, so there's no rush, right? And it's like, and then, and then, and then lead this into the next bull run of being like, hey, just that's when it starts to go take off, right? So you have your time. And I think a great way to even have PR is like, you can see the headlines now that NHL launching NFT collection uh, where half the NFTs are Zoom calls with players or something, or maybe you get a little more creative than that. Uh, that is cool. Or some of the NFTs are, are, are exclusive, never to be made again, like memorabilia pucks and sticks that are signed by players that you get to your house and shit like that. Like that, yep. that makes a lot of sense to me. Like even, even for top shot, it's like, yeah, I don't want the highlight reel of like the Celtics winning the championship. I want to sign fucking basketball from all of them. And I want, Absolutely. and if I win that, I want to be able to sell it on the marketplace if I don't want it. If like I want that. to. Yeah, exactly. And somebody right. else can fucking buy it for me. I think that makes tons of sense. So I don't know. I don't know if there's a legal thing. Because it there, taps but. into fandom, like real fandom. not it's just, fandom, but it's a fandom know? in a way that it, it, it's the commerce of fandom. Mm-hmm. I think that that's what people are missing is that it's not just like, oh, I'm a Maple Leafs fan. How can I be more of a Maple Leafs fan? That it's like, no, but if I, if I, if I want to sell my fandom to the next person who wants it more, I can. Like it's like to to, to tokenize your fandom essentially or, or commercialize it in a sense. I don't know that makes it contrived, but 
I don't know. That to me is, I, I think that that's a, a really interesting thought and opportunity for a lot of these projects is to not just keep offering these fandom rewards, but go a step further than they currently, because meet and greets are nothing new, right? People have been doing 100%. meet and greets for a million friggin' years. That is man. part of the always job win. for professional athletes is to, 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 to do all, like, yes. do you know how many things they sign? We don't see that. And, and like, celebrities, music stars, all, all that kind of stuff. Of course, you can win the Taylor Swift, freaking mm -hmm. 10 fans get to hang yep. out with her for 30 minutes before the concert, all that kind of shit. Totally. Even, you know, actually a good platform for this is Autograph. Right. Autograph, right. Tom yep. Brady autograph. We made fun of it, rightfully so. But now it's back. Tom Brady's uh, hanging out with the holders at these events. He's throwing them passes an experience. You could literally never get anywhere else. I agree. Um, but were those people able to win that as a person at the top of the leaderboard and then sell it to somebody else? Maybe off market, but not not on market. And actually, even a, a thing that where that's been missing in the NFT space, Phil, um, and where I will say things like apes have not done is tickets to their events yes right you, they're non-transferable you, you when it's ape fest and you have a yep. you because you own an ape you can go to the thing you cannot sell that ticket mm -hmm. and i think that's a mistake a big one yeah i agree you, you'd have so many people kind of tapping in non-transferable yeah yeah I yeah think it's a little, i don't a little like up. that uh phil i've got i've got some quick hits for you today I've got some funny quick hits, okay? And there's only two of them, but I, I saved them specifically for you this week. Um, the first one is the NFL announces a three-day draft concert series. This week, this is uh, these are all from uh, Border. This year's NFL draft in Kansas City is shaping up to be one of the most memorable in league history, mostly due in part to the musical guests headlining each day. As reported by the NFL, day one will feature emo rock band Fallout Boy ahead of their stadium and arena tour set to begin this summer. On day two, heavy metal band Motley Crue will grace the stage. And on the final day, tribute to the host city's iconic jazz culture, Thundercat will close out the, the festivities. Wow. I mean, I mean, <laughs> when you think NFL, okay, you think of Thanksgiving and Super Bowl and how they usually pull off some pretty decent acts, right? Um, I don't know. The, to me, where is it at? Kansas City. Yeah. I, I don't know what the fandom is like for Fallout Boy and Motley Crue and Thunder Alley Cats or whatever the hell you just called the last band. But that doesn't really hit me as 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 big ticket events. I don't know. I mean, I don't Motley know. Yeah, Crue? I don't know. It's just pretty Jesus. random. It seems like it's put together kind of last minute. You know that they're like, let's put. Let's Who can we find? Yeah. That's yeah, who's available thing, right now? Right? I like Fallout Boys kicking off their like you know Blink One Eighty Two's back on tour. They're kicking off at Coachella. Makes a lot of sense. It's right. like Fallout Boys back on tour. They're kicking off at the NFL Draft. Like, of not, all things, I know. Yeah, of it's, all things, like I think it's, it's funny. Bizarre. It's like the, nobody's going to the NFL Draft to watch a concert. That's the thing that I think is funniest. It's like they're, they're not there to see that. You know, so I think that's funny. That uh, the second I, quick I, hit, I, I hadn't heard that. Okay. Second quick hood, Derek Rose to host chest chess festival in las vegas during nba summer league Ooh. <laughs> calling all chess enthusiasts derrick rose wants you to put your best piece forward on tuesday the new york Knicks star announced his inaugural chess competition aptly named chestival the tournament in the tournament and ensuing festivities will be held at resorts world las vegas from july 7th to 8th during the nba wow. summer league Per the release, Rose's interest in the sport began while he was in seventh grade, but he didn't seriously pick it up until his third year as a pro baller. He definitely did pick it up. I've been passionate about since high school, said Rose. 
Chess is undeniably competitive and strategic at its core, which are two characteristics I've always carried through my career. The competition is open to amateurs, musicians, and pro athletes. <laughs> Why musicians? My my guess is is that he didn't pick up chess until the last couple seasons where he hasn't come off the bench like ever. Yeah. Did you see the other night they were actually chanting his name when that blowout game and he came? Oh, in really? I didn't fans see that. Like ape shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's tough to see because Derrick Rose is still like early 30s or something. And we feel like mm. he's like 45. He's mm. definitely not 45. Uh, he, he is, is 34. Young. He's 34, 34 man. And, yeah. and he's, he's he hasn't been relevant for a very long time because of his injuries, right? Mm-hmm. Um, chess is, I feel, a game that a lot of them play because they have so much time to pass on planes, on buses, whatever it is they mm-hmm. take. We recently saw Joey Votto, you know, Major League Baseball star for the mm-hmm. Cincinnati Reds, who is from Toronto. I don't know if you saw this, LG, but he was down on Bloor Street playing with locals um, right before the season started. Like he would show up at the local chess club and that's like a club where nobody has a job and you just show up there to play. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he was playing with the locals like in some hardcore games. So obviously there's a chess thing there, but I don't think like even on Top Shot, if I want to play chess with Derek Rose experience. That's not, oh. hey, no, this isn't, that's not something you can win, man. You got to show up and you got to play. I don't, I, I'm assuming. Derek I'm just Rose saying, if it was something I could win, I don't know what I would do with it. I don't think I'd take that. I don't think <laughs> yeah. I'd even bother. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah Derek Rose know. does feel old, but he's in the same draft as Russell Westbrook. That's true. And They're Kevin both. Love. Yeah. Which also, I, I feel like Kevin, Kevin Love feels super old. He feels super old. Like, I feel like he's like a 45 yeah. year. He's like the yeah. Udonis Haslam of the league for me right now. now yeah, now but he's, they're all the same age. They're all 34. That's it's really wild. And same with like Brooke Lopez and uh, who else is in this uh, draft? Robin Lopez, Javal McGee, wow. who also feels mega old. Ibaka. Crazy when you think that LeBron Doom, is older than these guys, man. George Hill, DeAndre Jordan. George Hill. Well, the 2008 all- draft is a, is a strange thing. Those guys strange are strange place. No relevance. Uh, let's get to the uh, let's get to the hot take of the week. So this week's question, uh, and actually I have a story about this, Phil, from one of our listeners, uh, uh, our, our dear listener Steve, who who called me the other day. Somebody I know outside of NFTs, uh, but also loves loves listening to the show. Is a big UFC fan. Uh, we were talking about the UFC event in Vancouver, which we're we're planning to go to, and he told me that he's really enjoying the nostalgia element of our show that he loves hearing us talk about uh, smoking paper cigarettes or, or chocolate cigarettes and, and all the stuff we used to do, the games we used to play uh, everything. Basically like he, he referred to it as like a half, the first minute is like a half nineties nostalgia uh, show. And that what he would really like to hear us talk about is nineties TV shows and sitcoms. Oh boy. So this week's hot take is what 90s sitcom should become an NFT collection and why? Oh. So, Phil, I'm going to read you. I'm going to read you some of the best. The best. Nuts, answers. Man. And, and then, Phil, I also want Twitter you to chime today. in. This thing blew up my Twitter today, man. I'm like, what is happening? I try not to read these because we're giving out a prize. I don't want to be biased to people we know. So I try not to read them. But there was so much conversation going on today that I couldn't really, I couldn't really help it. I had to check a few <laughs> So read That's me, okay. read me okay. the best ones and I'll chime in on this stuff because okay, we had some Let's good go times. Uh, if you answer anything but Seinfeld, it's the wrong take. Look for special Art Vandalay parallels and exclusive Ass Man mid-mints. That's pretty good. We, uh, we were like a step behind Seinfeld, right? I mean, our parents watched it when we were in our rooms trying to sleep and you'd hear them like laughing and playing it loud mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But we weren't in the era that actually watched Seinfeld. We were too young. 
right? I think we if we watched Seinfeld, it was when they would call us down to like laugh at something crazy. Yeah. Like I think our dad showed us the beefaroni moment where the, the I horse think, yeah. farts and shit like that like a thousand times. I think the later seasons were old enough to appreciate some of the humor. I think but so. actually, I actually right. recently rewatched like most of the series, and I never realized how horny the show is. I don't oh, know if you yeah. realize that either, but it's like ninety five percent of the storylines are about the three of them trying to get laid. That's right. And it's and it was like, <laughs> whoa, what the hell? Like I didn't I didn't really realize that, but rewatching you're like, wow, like so much of it is about like their sex lives. But it's not it's not a sexual show if that makes sense. No, that's you right. know what I mean. But it's it's very strange um, to to rewatch it. And then know that everybody's parents used to watch it religiously. Bizarre. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. That's okay. Next one. I'm just going to go through them. I want the whole TGIF collection. Can't pick just one show. Uh -huh. Home improvement because Jonathan Taylor Thomas collectibles could single handedly onboard half the women in the world. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's someone that used to read Bop magazine, 100%. Someone like you. Yeah. <laughs> okay. South Park, which premiered in 1997. It has always been reflective of current events, trends, and memes, even mocking NFTs and crypto. Who wouldn't want to own a Kenny, Chef, or a Cartman? It has a special relationship with Canada. I, I'm going to say this, and it's not going to be popular. I hate, I hate South Park. I wow. always have. I've wow. never liked it. I've never found it funny. Yes, I know about the jabs towards Canada. I still think that's why Tony Kornheiser waves that Canadian flag. At the end of the show every freaking day um, because of South Park. But yeah, that whole blame Canada thing. Like I never found South Park funny. I was just like, man, why is this on right now? Show me cops and stuff. I don't want to mm -hmm. watch this crap. I don't like mm -hmm. South Park. So that one's out. Next one. Family Matters. With the Genesis moment ending with Urkel at a Toronto Raptors game, filming himself next to DeMar DeRozan's daughter, screaming her head off and him going crazy. <laughs> Come on, man. We just showed that last week. But yeah, no, Family Matters. Is that what he was on? Yeah. That's actually my, one of my favorite shows of all time. I think I, mm -hmm. I think I saw every single episode when we were kids. And, you know, one of my favorite moments was the Stephen Urkel versus Stefan Urkel. Mm -hmm. um, when, you know, when they turned his character into that really good looking, like sharp. He built dude. a machine that would make him a hunk. Yes, that was the storyline is he was tired oh, of being shit. a nerd. And it, and it turned him into a hunk. And it was shocking oh, because yeah. nobody knew what that guy looked like when he was not dressed as a nerd and he was like <laughs> shockingly handsome. <laughs> That's what was Man. crazy about it. How do you remember that? That's exactly what the storyline was. Yeah. I don't remember yeah, the storyline. Yeah. He, well. he built himself a machine to make himself a hunk. Man. And then so that Laura would love him. That's good. And, series, and you know, yeah, this, I would, this, I would pick that entry. If, if Steve Urkel came to the Raptors game dressed as Steve Urkel, as Steve Urkel. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if he showed up everywhere, at, at the, if he was like a regular at events, Mm -hmm. Like some of these people are, then yeah, that'd be a good idea. But no, maybe I mean, he could be the new Will Ferrell for the Raptors. Okay, next one Home Improvement. This is an alt for me with eight seasons, plenty of celeb cameos, and memorable moments like the man's kitchen, the man's bathroom, and Christmas lights contest. There's plenty of variety to be had. That, that Christmas lights contest, which was a, a thing every year, um. That was that 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 also takes me really far back because I, I watched every single episode of that. And one of my favorite things every year, LG, was the Christmas episodes of all these sitcoms. Mm -hmm. They all had one, right? And it was always something like crazy. And Home Improvement was one of the best ones when Tim mm -hmm. Allen would go to war with his neighbor over the over the Christmas lights. Mm -hmm. That's some real nostalgia right there. Mm -hmm. I like that one. Okay. 
Let's go on to the next one. You don't have, you don't have to give a long comment on each one either because there's a lot of entries. Well, when you hit a string with shows, it's like I have to say something. Unless you mention the Green Forest. That was a shitty show. So I'm gonna skip some of the shorter ones. I want I want long explanations. Short we don't accept. No, no. you got you get you, okay, you have to make me the laugh. Fresh Prince of Bel Air, one of the most beloved sitcoms in the nineties, would hit a wide and diverse demographic, which would send these NFTs some from somewhere in crappy Philly to the mansion life in sunny Cali. Also, who doesn't want a legendary Carl Carlson dance? Carlton, I think they meant to write. Did you know that with my first ever job, which was at a shoe store called Athletes World, I sold shoes to Carlton from Fresh Prince. I, I don't know, know what that. he was doing there. I have no freaking clue what he was doing there. I was just like a rookie. I was like 18 or 19 years old. I was told to work on the floor and just sell shit for commission. Mm-hmm. And and he came in and wanted to buy shoes. And I was like, all right, I'm here. The shoes, Man, when you're ready, Rivero. give my name. He's actually a lot younger than I thought. He's only 51. I guess, yeah, well, I guess, I guess Will's also like. In do, you, do you know how, speaking of that, I don't want to extend this too much. Do you know how old Pharrell is? Also like 50. Dude, I was shocked when I heard Pharrell's 50 something or just turned 50. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. Pharrell looks like he's a little kid. Yeah, he's 50. He just turned 50. Damn. I mean, he's like, even like Neptunes and stuff though. Like that's, that goes, that's like, oh, like no. pretty old Snoop Dogg music. You know what I mean? That they, they collab with. Like that's, that's a long time ago. Long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. He's just, he's always given off that, that young vibe, I think. Uh, okay. Man, you guys gave some good answers. The Simpsons is the right answer here. Huge cast of characters and so many variations to the main characters throughout the years. Multi-generational fan base and so many interesting possibilities to ga- gamify the collector experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I Did, agree. Oh. I agree. I like Simpsons because we we never watch Simpsons. Um, I know it sounds it's like criminal, but dad, all your fault. Dad, if you made it this far in the episode, though, I'll give you props. So I'm not going to say anything crazy, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, we weren't really allowed to watch Simpsons. The only time I really got into it, LG, was when someone died. Who the hell died? Someone got Mr. Burns. You Mr. got Burns shot. was shot. Yeah, it was yeah. The huge mystery of the summer was because we had a Mr. Burns. We had a grade school teacher, um, Monsieur Cormier, yes. that like spent an entire month instead of teaching whatever he was supposed to be teaching, mm-hmm. wanted us to investigate who killed Mr. Burns. Mm-hmm. So I had to kind of really tap into it, right? So. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Simpsons is actually a really good one that I could see being really popular. So I'll keep that one in mind. I like that one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And Simpsons also has one of the most popular memes, which is Homer backing into the bushes. You ever see yes. that? And, 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 and Bart writing on the board. Bart, Bart writing on the board and Principal Skinner saying pathetic. That one's oh, yeah. the one that I see all the time. <laughs> somehow. somehow. No, but the Homer into the bushes is, I've posted that one a thousand times. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and someone did point that out. They said it's the Simpsons. The 90s contain all the classic episodes. Tons of guest stars. And there's a huge nostalgia factor. And Homer backing into the bushes one of one. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, okay. The only one that has enough care. Okay. This is also, this is also Simpsons. So let me skip it. Saved by the Bell. Only mint one Kelly Kapowski. Easy money. I like Saved by the Bell, but you, you have to give me a better pitch than that. Like, come on. I love Kelly Kapowski. I really did. And, and save Save by the Bell. If you've watched Save by the Bell your entire life, which I'm trying to get my kids to watch it, but it's actually hard to find on any platform. Like it's it was on Disney, now it's gone. It's not on Netflix. It's it's really hard to find because I'm like, you guys would love this show. Just believe me. I know you don't like old shows. You guys would love Save by the Bell. That was mm-hmm. that was my favorite show of all time. But if you used to watch Save by the Bell and you haven't watched Save by the Bell, the Vegas movie, you cannot call yourself a fan. 
LG knows we watched that movie like 5,000 times. Phil, we watched that the night before you got married. I don't know if you remember that, but it was like, it was like you're getting married the next morning, <laughs> yeah. preparing every day for like weeks. And then like we literally fell asleep watching that movie. That is amazing. The morning before you got married. What was the big punchline in there again? What happens? I forgot what happens. I don't know. Their car breaks remember. down. They, they, they owe some money or some oh, shit. Yeah, they, yeah. That's the, right. the, the guy who does the parrot voice from Aladdin is in it. That's yeah, yeah. okay, yeah, no, no, that, that Siegfried guy or whatever the hell is it? Yeah, you know what? It's it's, it's, it's yeah, it is. Yes, it is. That's what it is. Hold on, it's like Parrot. Martin Siegfried or something. No, like that. Gilbert Gottfried. Okay, well, I was close enough. All it's right. not Siegfried. <laughs> but anyways, if you haven't checked that movie out, like that was just like we thought the whole thing was over. The college thing was garbage. We never watched that. No, that um, sucked. Yeah. But the movie was a real throwback. <laughs> like mm-hmm. the characters finally came back like years later. And yeah. uh, I think anyone who grew up in that era, that was probably the biggest show aside from like Simpsons and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I love the idea, but I don't like the pitch. I mean, Kelly Kapowski, one of one, that's cool, but that's mm-hmm. it. Like that's, that's your pitch. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. We need better than that. Uh, full house. Who didn't want the swag of Jesse with the humor of Joey? Hashtag cut it out. Again, no. full house, one of my top three favorites of all time. But where's this? Where's the sales pitch here? What are we doing with this thing? Like, what yeah, are there's, not, there's not, there's, there's not a lot. Uh, did someone say 90s sitcoms? If Gary V and do V friends, then what? No, do what the fuck? an OG friends collection with everyone's favorite clips from the show. Okay, the minute you mention Gary V, you're out the window, so <laughs> gone, <laughs> delete. I don't know if there's any other like long ones. It's kind of somebody wrote Martin because who wouldn't want a Shanene debut? I never watched Martin. I never watched Martin. <laughs> no. Who's is that? Grandma Ma? Plays What show, show is Grandma Mon? Yeah. Was that yeah, Family Matters? Said that. So Phil, one thing that nobody said, and I tried to hint everybody I at it uh, with my comment earlier on the tweet, and this is what I wrote. Uh, let me find it. I wrote advice for everyone competing. The only thing Phil loved more than his Baywatch posters was Topanga from Boy Meets World. Mm-hmm. Make of that as you will. I was obsessed. So you, so you can give me the prize if you want. I actually used to get the bot magazines just for like pictures of her. And I actually <laughs> like back then, the only way to interact with celebrities was to like look up their address in these magazines because they would give you an address of like their promotion companies or whatever. Yeah. Where you could send like letters and I think I sent her letters. I was really young when that show was there, like mid-teens, I guess. And I was like, I'm in, like, in love with you. Can you like want to go on a date or something? Like, I don't know what the hell I was writing, but I would, I would write it. And then I would I would always get like a signed picture back. Like, no, I didn't ask for that. You got a signed <laughs> picture back of her? I got a lot of signed. Like, I used to send hockey, baseball, and basketball cards to athletes all the time. And they would always send them back signed. That was a really cool era for that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Because I think back then they knew it was genuinely from kids when you would send it in, right? It wasn't from like crazy collectors. Mm-hmm. But I would send them to all these celebrities too. And then she ended mm-hmm. up sending me, you know who else I was obsessed with that sent me a signed picture? Was Stephanie on Full House. I got Oh yeah, you too. really loved her. Yeah. But that was on my little secret box in my room. All these signed pictures of these of these mm-hmm. girls. And um, but that's not what I was looking for with them. You know, like I was kind of like had huge crushes. Mm-hmm. um and you know but back then is like there was no dms and stuff like that you couldn't no there's no like way you, you couldn't there was there was no way like i, I can't even they imagine were very uh, like very unattainable like they're, they're very distant that's right. yeah. yeah 
no, I mean, you, you had to write handwritten letters that would take like three weeks to get there and like mm-hmm. six months to come back to you. Like that was the communication, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. You might as well use a freaking bottle in the in the ocean. So wait, so 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 if you you had to uh in an alternate reality you can you can only marry stephanie from full house or topanga who are you choosing and not not by today not by today like no 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 no, not by today at at the time at the height of your emotions then i think man you'll probably be shocked by this who who i I would have to say probably stephanie because topanga was massive but the show was just like i wasn't i wasn't as much into it as full house full house lasted forever Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was such a big part of our lives that like that, that crush lasted for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'll have to say Stephanie. I don't know if people would agree with that though, but you're right. Now I, I don't even know where they are now. Actually, I saw Stephanie recently getting like destroyed in some protest. Like she got tackled by the cops and rolled down a hill. Did you see that video? <laughs> no, I'm serious. You have to see it. She gets absolutely destroyed by cops. Like she gets launched down a hill. I'm not even joking. She rolls like a thousand times onto the street. Mm-hmm. Like it was insane that happened recently, but yeah, I don't know. You you, you met you maybe you dodged a bullet, Phil. She did she did do a lot of drugs, which is oh she was messed up for a, a long, child long time. But she, she's out of that now. She has a family and everything. That whole thing's over. Phil Phil keeps up. Phil Phil's keeping up. Phil's I keeping feel, up. Uh... I feel LG that every single child actor and and child performer ends up having major issues. I don't know what it is. Mm. If you look at like the Macaulay Culkins. And mm-hmm. the like, even it's a twisted even, thing. It's a messed up thing to be a star is. when you're like ten. No, it is. It is, and to have people oh, no, waiting not, for you right. everywhere, right? Yeah. Um, it is messed up, and a lot mm-hmm. of them have so many issues. Like even Bieber, man, like guy's not normal, mm-hmm. right? I love Justin Bieber, and I and and, and I love his music and all that, but mm-hmm. there's something off with the guy. You can tell that he's been in this since he was 13 or 14, mm-hmm. and it's had an impact on him mentally, right? You can tell he's not, you know. Um, he's got that kind of weird side to him. Stephanie from Full House, whose real name is Jody Sweeten, mm-hmm. has two and a half million Instagram followers, which is a million and a half oh, followers wow. more than Connor McDavid, who might who might be the greatest hockey player in the last forty years. That's just, that's just how it works. <laughs> like, come on, man. seriously. That's that's how that's how bad the NHL is promoting their stars. And if I think someone probably, had said probably as many followers as uh, a million more followers than Aaron Judge. If someone had said that all you had to say, if you've listened to our shows before, is that you're minting an NFT of Danny Tanner walking the plank at that restaurant, that pirate restaurant, where everyone's screaming plank and he gets furious that they nominated his ass and that that pirate is like, get your ass up and get on the plank. I would have I would have bid on that in a heartbeat. But I've got a winner in mind so far. Do you have any more submissions? No, that's it. Tell me, Tell me who you like. So I think, you know, based on, on everything I've heard, I was kind of looking more for a sales pitch in terms of mm-hmm. what I'd be doing in this project. And I think one of the, the most fun times I had in my young life was not just watching the shows, but I'm going back to The Simpsons, that whole Mr. Burns thing. Like when we were put to the investigative task and there was all these theories, like I think maybe that's where I, I kind of developed that, uh, you know, the desire to find out about rumors and have a kind of a TMZ, you know, personality is what I have. I think it goes back to the Simpson days of, of that because our teacher literally tasked us on finding out who killed Mr. Burns for a whole month. And we came up with a million theories. And then when they finally revealed, it, it was like, Oh my God, you know, like, you know, after all that. Um, and I think you could do so much with Simpsons. Simpsons had a very successful video games. Simpsons had very successful movies. I think you could do a lot of gamification and things. People would like kind of like with Susan and, and, and those things with the Simpsons. 
Um, so I think I'll have to pick the Simpsons entry as 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 which one though? There's a few different ones. So there's so, it's the Simpsons that mm -hmm. the one and they literally put a gif of Homer backing into the bushes. The Homer backing okay. into the bushes will yep. have one. Mm -hmm. The other one was the Simpsons right answer, huge cast of characters, yeah, multi-generational fan base, so many interesting possibilities of game. That fighting. one okay. that was the one. I, I looked at all of them pretty much. Say that was the one I liked. There was another one that said the only one that has enough characters to satisfy a truly unique 10K collection that people would want to collect and will sell out. There's only one, The Simpsons, in case you would like that okay. one too. So here's the deal. If the person who's listening to, to the person who's admitted that second one, if you're listening right now, then you're a winner too. But if you're not, then I guess you'll never know. <laughs> <laughs> Mark, but it's Mark Hender, Mark Herson DJ. Who wrote the second one? Okay, okay. and the, the and the one that you liked, Phil, yeah. was written by. Oh Matt my Tice, God! You... Who is working on the NHL project? Oh wow, that's not fixed. <laughs> that, I'm Matt, not joking. Matt is definitely. Fixed. I hope if Matt, you know what? Let's find out if Matt actually listens to the episodes because we spent like half an hour talking about his project. Let's see if he actually listens to he, the end. And, and I think I really recommend and suggest that this is an episode he listened to. To be honest with you, so let's hope he does. <laughs> yeah, this would be a good one for him to listen to. I mean, we didn't talk much about candy today, so Meg from Candy, if you're listening. Um, actually, LG, before we wrap up, the plays of the day came out today on Candy. Plays Were there the any Blue Jays moments? Or plays of the week? I'm sorry. Plays, plays of the week came out on Candy. Were there any Blue Jays? Because I'm going to be now. I'm, I went on the Discord rampaging last time after our, our episode. What, and, what and, is there anything from the Jays that you'd want to see this week? Oh man, they just beat the Yankees. Yeah, they beat they the just Yankees beat the Yankees game. in Yankee Stadium in a series after no. Vladdy went there and before Game One said that he would never, even if dead. Wear the Yankees uniform. They got to find a way to mint sound bites like that. I think that's what you know. UFC oh, kind of did song. that with different sound bites. I no, think that's what people really want. Apparently, Vladdy Vladimir Guerrero Jr. doesn't speak English like ten years into his tenure with the Jays, which I, it's the biggest BS ever. <laughs> For whatever reason, he continues to roll out that interpreter. We all know he speaks English. He was born in Canada and he grew dude, up I, in Canada. No, I, dude, if I was like that, I would always, I'd have the interpreter anyways. Oh, I he does it on purpose. Hilarious. I know he yeah. does. It's Absolutely. like you're like some kind of Bond villain or something like that. Because then he just like, pretends he doesn't know anything and he tells the interpreter to clean up all his responses. He's like, okay, just, just, if I say F you to the Yankees, you say, oh, I don't ever want to wear a Yankees jersey, you know, like mm -hmm. some shit like that. Mm -hmm. All right. What do we uh, got? There are no Jays plays. But uh, Epic Meg. is okay, Meg. Kershaw, 200th win. Okay. That's ridiculous. Meg, we gave you some airtime this, this week again. Um, she actually did give me a condition. I forgot what it was. Something about eating. If I go to the Jays game and, and eat poutine dogs, then they'll let me pick a Jays moment or some some story like that. <laughs> they should. How about if they send you to the Jays game, Phil? I think that'll I think be a should. lot better. I yeah, think send Phil to the Jays game. Don't make send him send me to the Jays dog. One of those tiny little microphones that I always see these jokers with. And let me let me talk to people there. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Let's send Phil out to do some streeters at the Jays game. I think that'd be pretty good. <laughs> All right, Phil. Thank you for the great show, and uh, we'll see you guys next week on the first minute. See ya.